Greetings, Stairways. This episode comes with a content warning for vomit, parasites, and disease. The disease in question is clearly fantastical in nature and is not based on any real-world disease, past or present. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I'm joined, as ever, by Robbie. Prepare the futtocks, Bellicott. <laughs> Sam. Fondle the futtocks, Burns. <laughs> What have I done? <laughs> and Ellie, futtocks and fireballs, Sparrow. Yes. We are misnamed part of a podcast. <laughs> the name of the podcast is wrong. We should have named it that. This is much better. Yes. Campaign two. Yes. We, we have talked about this in Q&As before, but the naming of this podcast came from a long A4 list where we just kept naming increasing like trying to come up with a name for the uh for the podcast and one of the suggestions was just guns and magic <laughs> i think we should have named it that's very good it's yeah. a very good high quality podcast name speaking of high quality content it's that time every episode where we cast our minds into the future and demand feature us what messages from the present it's future Jason with messages from the present. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you, as ever, by you. A massive thanks to our crew members on the Flintlocks Patreon who help keep this ship sailing. There's a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs. Link in the description. We are an affiliate of Zavi, fine producers of nerdy garments and handy household items. Remember, you can click through the affiliate link in the description and use code FLINTLOCKS20 to take 20% off clothing and FLINTLOCKS10 to take 10% off not clothing. Once again, we're involved with the online group Heist Game Agent Venture, the most fun you can have on a Zoom call while keeping your shirt on. Pull off a heist, infiltrate a base, and save the world with only a laptop, an internet connection, and your socially distant friends. Check out the link in the description. And that's it for announcements this time. Back to you, Past Jason. For reasons that are too complex to get into, Ellie has very lovingly drawn a picture of a pony uh, rowing in, uh, in a, a rowboat. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I mean, listen to the blooper reels. You might have a vague idea. Yeah. <laughs> Depends which blooper reels are out. We have two podcast horses. One is the podcast horse, which is the coconut horse. And one is the pony. That is in the blooper reel. Oh, there we go. Oh, I, I thought I had the, the podcast horse yes. going. No, you're just losing your mind. Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of losing our minds, it's <laughs> time for us to delve into a land of fantasy and figure out why we need so much chocolate in flintlocks. Oh God, yeah. And fireballs. Oh, answers. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. 
So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party have travelled northeast along the coast, uh, via Phantom Steed and Kerberos, their summoned mount, uh, in order to investigate why exactly the Five Points manufac- uh, uh, Manufacturing uh, Company, or the producers of the new rifles, is not uh, seems to have cut off all contact. Uh, especially given that they were due to make a delivery of new weapon firearms uh, to to uh, Newmark. So, the party head north, accompanied by Lady Grace of the uh, Bell Founders and her bodyguard, um, Vivienne, and found that the town of Beer Barrel, much noted and much vaunted for its exports of beer and barrels, they have a thriving Cooper business as well, had been attacked in a raid by, apparently, a Cheen on the back of Griffins. It seems that there have been, that the Cheen were in some way responsible for some key disappearances at the manufactory as well. Or as it is no- as it is known by the residents, the institute, a peculiar combination of arms manufactory and research laboratory, housing it seems a staff com- uh, comprised of a mixture of well-armed soldiers, researchers, engineers, manufacturers, and presumably support staff as, as well. You have just been cleared through some questions and interrogations that you are, were aware of, and presumably some that you were not aware of, uh, to yeah. help verify your identity and intent. For now, at least, they, you appear to have been cleared to visit the Institute. Commander Terencal Chibalco, the Yonti uh, abomination, not even abomination, the Yonti anathema, uh, as, as he described himself, or at least, sorry, as they describe themselves, uh, the central, uh, they, uh, uh, well, they describe themselves as being, an, uh, as what they became, being an anathema to their original people. Um, the commander has given you a clear pass, and you are welcomed to go speak to the administrator regarding the ongoing issue, as they will presumably have more in-depth information. But you have been remanded into the care of a couple of the researchers here. Notably, one Tolo Bundlebarrow, a... Uh, Red-headed, freckled, uh, halfling in his middle age, uh, bespectacled in a shirt and kilt, uh, still working his way through an orange. Seems to be a fan of of fresh fruit. Um, And also Enya Silversmith, a dwarf woman with a uh, 
currently bright orangey red hair and beard. Uh, you can tell it's blonde but dyed with henna, uh, with fair skin, blue eyes, and uh, wooden amber beard jewellery, <clears throat> as well as quite loose clothing. Uh, both of them have respectively identified themselves to you as a chemist and an artillery specialist and engineer. Although it is worth noting that Enya also appears to be a painter and a sculptor specializing in animal parts. Mm. <clears throat> she speaks up as you come out of the security center. And again, I have sent, I sent you a map I can uh, put it back into the chat for you all. Sensible. Right. Uh, so Enya does uh, does speak up. <clears throat> well, are you all cleared then? Yes. Yep. Fantastic. It seems so. Well, uh, is there, I suppose there's no issue with us uh, showing you around? Uh, do you want a bit of a tour before uh, you carry on your way? Definitely give it a tour. Yeah. That would be most welcome. Tour. Thank you. Oh. I also have a question. Uh, yes, of course. What would have happened if we weren't cleared? Uh, then I imagine security would have escorted you out. Hmm. Escorted politely? Uh, provided you didn't kick up a fuss, yes. Yeah, just curious. Mm. Always worth checking. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if they'd found out you were spies, it might have been a different matter or anything like that. Mm. But she shrugs. We'd make terrible spies. I suppose you do all stand out. Uh, rubbish spies. Yeah, just... you, you'll learn about us very quickly. We would prefer to be a bit more direct and to the point. No, that's... We've never once been spies. That's fair uh, enough. Uh, sorry if this is insensitive, but I don't think I've actually uh, met any tieflings uh, since I come here. Uh, oh. Are there any uh, big communities here in Sunder? I don't get to go out a lot. I, I have no one. idea. Um, <laughs> right. Like, not a huge number, I don't think. Ah. But I'm not really from round here. Oh, no, of course, by the accent. <laughs> Well, you know that. Uh, no, 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 no. Just uh, kind of a not a common sight normally, but uh, you certainly seem to be a strapping young sort. Hmm. <laughs> you... I got taller recently. Oh. You did you had a growth spurt? Ah, you're yes. about that sort of age, right? I always find probably. It, I always find it hard. I, I always forget what the conversion is. You'd be what twenty? Twenty-five? <laughs> Not quite. Right. Forty-two. Ha. <laughs> Let's roll a bluff. Roll a deception check. <laughs> this is such a pointless deception check. <laughs> oh, it's not They're good the best, either. Though. Um, that is a fifteen. It's not it's very like, good. She there's a moment where she seems to believe it, and then ah. <laughs> No, I know the conf I know the convert. It's not the conversion. Is it's more like one to seven or something, isn't it? But I, I think it doesn't matter. You know, I spend all my time with them and probably live about the same amount of time as you ish, and I don't know. She shrugs cheerfully. Mm. Uh, well, uh, in any case, well, I'm uh, not that old. Uh, I uh, about uh, ninety four. Next, uh, full circle, actually. Yeah, oh, fair ah. enough. Mm. I have a question for you. Ah, yes. If you don't mind me asking. How did you come to be here? 
oh, uh, signed up. Uh, I got uh, scouted for my uh, for my uh, work with artillery pieces. Right. Uh, the uh, got to say the initial consultation is a little intimidating. Little bit, but they were pretty straightforward with it. And honestly, I'm uh, I've got f- better accommodations here than I was getting back home. Where was home for you? Oh, uh, I was doing a little bit of work in Halfland, actually. Oh, right. Hmm. Never been there. No, no, I was from, uh, I was was working a small uh, town near Dovetail. Ah. Ah, right. On the River Dove. And how was was the crate on the way here? Was that comfortable? Oh, the last bit. (laughs) Uh, she looks over uh, with a bit of a grin at Tolo, who rolls his eyes. Ugh. I don't know about you, but I hope I never have to travel in a crate again. That was a boring day. What did they, like, say to you when they put you in a crate? Pre- they were like, pretty straightforward. How did they sell that? I'm curious. Uh, pretty straightforward. Obviously, we're, what we're, a lot of what we're doing here is... Uh, well, you're cleared, so you know uh, we're very much acting against the interests of of the Assyrian of the Assyrian government. So, uh, obviously, we've got to be on the lookout for spies, and they don't want uh, too many people to know we're coming here, unless they try and nope. steal our research. I don't want to advertise your movements, I suppose. Hmm. Fair enough. I've. Got to say though, it is definitely not uh, not the most comfortable ride. <laughs> I imagine not. Mind no. you, the ship was all right. Really? Oh, do you know they actually converted a small pool for, uh, uh, for part of it? What? Mm. As much spark as much spark uh, ice. I don't know. Would you say it was uh, sparkling wine or actual Vendion? I think some of it was Vendion. Fancy. Cool then. Very luxurious. Cool then. Yes. Can, can we have? Can we? Can we have one? Can we please? put a pool on a boat? Please. Please. I, we have a pool. On the ice boat. <gasps> oh. Ice pool. Well, ice pool. Cold, so uh, that we like magicked it, and it was like like a hot spring on the ice boat. Wouldn't that just melt through the hull? No. That would if be we magic. clever. I don't actually work on on uh, boat stuff, but this ice... When you say ice boat, you mean like the ones that break through uh, ice sheets? No, I think like Probably. more literal. <laughs> oh, right, of course. I mean, you... She gestures to you, Celestia. <laughs> Presumably uh, you're with mag- on the magic side of things. Yes. Mm. All natural philosophy where I'm concerned. No magical philosophy. Mm, fair enough. Very different things. <laughs> mm. Uh, mm. I have put the map in the chat, by the way. Yes, uh, yep. you. Thank you. Right, so uh, where do you want to head first? Uh, <laughs> refectory! Yes, we were going to head to the refectory, weren't we? You oh know God. what? It's, uh, it's about time... Just think about when you arrived. You arrived pretty much dead on noon. You know what? It is actually about time for noon. So, uh, uh, sorry, about time for noon. It's actually about noon. It's about time for uh, for lunch. 
I'm sorry, I'm giggling. Because you've written library labs on here, but you've split up the word lab, so I just saw library labs. <laughs> <laughs> library oh. la bullshit. Again, this is a pencil drawn map. I don't have one to go up with the episode. What is time, Stowaways? Yeah. What are spoons? Um, there, there, there aren't maps for a while. <laughs> so the no. pair of them are. Uh, not take... really needed for. No. Unless we start a huge fight here. No. Uh, so the pair of them <laughs> take you around across, along the gravel paths, past the, the sort of decorative fountain, uh, and actually a slight route uh, along some of the fruit, past some of the fruit trees. Tolo gra- uh, scra- uh, uh, grabs a, picks up a fallen apple, <laughs> takes it as he goes. Classic uh, halfling snacking uh, behaviour, <laughs> and they lead you a bit around. Uh, some buildings, just pointing them out as they go. So, uh, so that's the. Actually, Tolo was going to say. <clears throat> so that there's the admin building. Uh, that mm-hmm. these are most of these here are labs. That's the clinic. Uh, we have an actual cleric uh, as part of the staff here. Very happy. Very nice. There. Oh, that's good. Hey, and uh, here we. Uh, beyond that is the main library and some of the additional lab complex. Ah. Here we are, the refectory. All right, so let's, uh, and you can actually hear the hubbub of large numbers of people uh, inside. And there is actually a gathering of, you can see uh, various staff members, a mixture of black uniformed uh, soldiers, uh, kind of people in sort of civilian clothes with with a scholarly look about them. Some people in, what appear to be overalls and like uh, mechanics type gear heading in as well. And you step into a large spacious chamber. Uh, It's kind of built in stylistically, there's a blend between the colonial sort of pink, uh, pinkish red brick style, but with uh, clearly what 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 you would guess are pillars of the local pale uh, uh, sort of palish gray sandstone which have been cut uh and polished to a fine sheen in a very sort of classical uh tyrian slash gigantic type style mm. um the the architecture actually on most of the buildings here seems to follow these sorts of themes especially the more scholarly ones have been designed and built with an artistic flair and now it seems that uh, so you actually see that there is uh, seating here for about 400 people uh, most of which are currently occupied because this is a main meal time and you can see long queues of people up, uh, uh, up in front of a long dining table along one wall where there is essentially a massive buffet in progress. Mm. You can see what appear to be uh, several, no less than three roast geese, uh, as well as just mounds of potatoes, uh, grilled corn, uh, various vegetables and fruits, lots of, uh, uh, there are thick loaves of bread and so on. There's actually, you notice, a whole section off to one side, which is just cold cuts and finger food um, as well. Tolo nudges you uh, in the ribs, calls him. Hmm. That's the, 
they don't uh, always cater for uh, full halfling meal time, so they keep that one available so we can just come in and get, grab uh, quick twosies whenever we need. Oh, very smart. I was going to say, actually, these, um, this place has its own uh, security force. Does it also have its own fleet of ships for bringing people in? Uh, well, actually, uh, oh, one moment. Uh, they're... Oh, damn it! They're nearly out of the... Uh, out of the... Um, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, Hongguao duck. Uh, come ah. with me. Let's try and grab some of that, and then I'll tell you. Uh, grab. Yep. Okay. pulls you into a, into a queue to grab uh, <laughs> to grab some sort of heavily sourced duck, uh, which gives you an, an opportunity to continue looking around and see a little bit more. The goblins on the ship must have asked for this at the some point of Bell. <laughs> uh, they did and have. Um, yep. <laughs> so you have tasted it before. At least uh, the best Bell could do with the spices in hand. Yep. Um, she she had spent a bit of time talking to some of the goblin members of the crew about how to prepare it properly. Mm. Now, uh, you do uh, so. Yes, uh, there is actually uh, one small separate table off to, uh, to to the far end where you can see um, there seems to presumably be some degree of selected seating because there are spaces. Um, but everything else is just long tables with bench seating. So there's not doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, rank distinction going on. Uh, uh, Tolo points, oh, that's for the senior staff. Uh, head researcher, uh, uh, mm. for the, the commandant will sometimes come and take meals uh, there. Ah, that right. sort of thing. Is there anyone up there now? Uh, there's a... Let me see. There are a handful of people there. Uh, what look like research, uh, uh, researchers, a couple of security staff. Um, but Tolo doesn't point anyone out to you immediately. Uh, and also it's worth noting, like much of the rest of the complex, wall art is common and beautiful. And there are yes, number... I want to see the mural. Indeed, there are a number of alcoves where p pieces of sculpture or statuary have been placed. Uh, the centre, uh, and in fact, uh, at this point, Enya gestures over to what looks like it's a bit distant, and it looks to be partially complete, a huge plate of chitin. In fact, a series of plates of chitin that causing you don't even need to roll a nature check for this, you recognise as chul chitin. Ah. Um, I will point it out as such. Any right, nods. Uh, that's one. That's my ongoing piece. I, she twitches a little. It's been a bit, bit stuck on that one. Uh, hmm. Artistic I mean, where, block. Where did you block get all, it, all of that from? Uh, they, they they aren't just sort of lying around most of the time. No, but uh, one of them were uh, washed up on the beach. Uh, uh, about. 50 miles away and it was up for uh, uh, the uh, was a bit of a from what I understand it was a bit of a fight uh, you've usually got a fight on your hands if you've got a chul mm, but uh, some fisher uh, some fisher folk brought it in and uh, it was up for auction so I asked them to put a bid on it for materials uh, just mm. she twitches a little just seemed right you know Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, does um, does this look like a person who has had bad experiences with Chul in the past? At your choice. No, this is an insight check. This is an insight check. Insight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. As someone who's also had bad experience with chills, I'm wondering. Uh, it's only an 11. Uh, it's <laughs> like, you can't tell exactly what it is, but she's clearly... There's clearly a, a strong con- emotional resonance with the with the piece, okay. um, with with the material at least. Hmm. Uh, you do get that it's not something that she's necessarily willing to talk about in the middle of the lunch queue. Uh, if it no, is, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, you weren't able to see it for a moment because of the knot of people around it. But as as they clear you see the centerpiece of the refectory. And that is the fountain. There is a Uh, wide, circular porcelain bowl on a raised Mm. plinth in the centre of the room, such that the base is around halfling waist height, with a second decorated and tiered porcelain bowl above it, and a third bowl as part of a porcelain glazed pipe that rises up from that out of which comes a continuous fountain of warm, liquid chocolate, spraying Mm. up in thick waves and then running down over the tiered bowl and onto the wider basin below, where a pool of swirling chocolate can be dipped into with the bowls provided on a low table nearby. Um, wow! You know when you say when some when if you've ever been to like a convention or something, and they've said, "Oh, there'll be a chocolate fountain," and you get this yeah. piddling little thing mm-hmm. with a like, which is like which you could put like about the size of a kettle, the size of a baby cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, this is the chocolate fountain you imagine when you think chocolate fountain, <laughs> like the Vicar yeah. of Dibley chocolate fountain, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that she sticks like her entire head in. Yes, <laughs> like, ah. you could drown probably a halfling. This. Which incidentally looks like the best thing to do for an acting job. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, <laughs> at which point uh, Taylor goes, and of course, there's the fountain. That's fucking Jeffrey. Massive. Jeffrey, no. <laughs> Jeffrey is already no. scrambling over, uh, <laughs> and you see one of the security staff. Who happens to be going? Uh, a tall half orc gentleman just sweeps down. He's going to make an attack roll. Mm. Natural twenty grabs Jeffrey. Uh, 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 just grabs Jeffrey by the veil cloak thing, pulls him up, walks over. Is this yours? <laughs> yes. Drops him in in your arms. Walks back to Thank get you. his bowl of chocolates. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry about. Jeffrey, now I can't do that either. <laughs> what mad bastard thought of putting chocolate in a fountain? Don't get me wrong, I love it, but I have questions. Well, uh, my first very... one being, can we get one, please? Um, uh, Cause in. We'd like I'm not sure we have that much chocolate pool. available, but I can see why they want more chocolate now. That, that's got to um, get oh. through a, a fair amount in a day, hasn't it? Oh, I mean, you'd be surprised. It's putting the... Uh, we, a lot. There, don't get me wrong. We we do go through quite a lot. But once the initial novelty wears off, I find people dip into it occasionally. It's not like the entire first time when it, when we first got it working. <laughs> no, that thing Best was dry as a bone. They had to refill it five times. <laughs> uh, they, it's oh. it's all set up in a cycle, by the way. Um, 
administrators, uh, uh, the administrator Rune Carver thought it was a uh, it was a wild waste of uh, resources, but it's really good for morale. Uh, there's uh, we've got, you see, we've got um, one of the old, uh, basically, uh, we've got a, a an old fashioned dwarf wheel in there. Uh, Ooh. Oh. What does that mean? I've, I don't know these things. Uh, well, it's a it's a it's a small perpetual motion machine. It's Ooh. a it's an enchanted wheel that turns with a certain amount of torque, uh, and it and on its axle it just keeps turning. Um, they're not. I mean, they're actually quite expensive and difficult to make, uh, from what I understand. They also don't generate a lot of force. You couldn't say like power a ship with one, and believe me, we've thought about it. Um, oh, but that be good. Uh, but for something like pumping a small amount, uh, an amount of chocolate regularly around, she spreads her arms wise. Granted, there are other uses, but it's again, it's that thing of one dwarf wheel is. It's good, but it's not enough to say power a water mill either. You might as well just yeah. build a water wheel but for the amount of power you get out. Small oh, fun things. Oh yeah, that will never stop turning. It's more likely that the uh, that the piping would break, which actually was one of the problems, which is why we had to get the porcelain ones made. Ooh. Did you have a How do you clean disaster? it? Does it not get all grub? Uh, we basically once a week we have to drain uh, we have, to, we, have to, we drain the whole thing and flood it with uh, salt water. Ah, the chocolate's a bit salty after that for a day, but it sounds quite nice, oh. honestly. Yeah. Mm. Mm. No, actually, that uh, the new chef had some uh, had similar ideas. Was thinking of doing maybe trying to like put some mint in for a day, and uh, that was quite Hello. nice actually. That we we did do that, and they were talking about maybe trying to do something with uh, uh, something like that with a bit of salt. About like spices. In fact, uh, yes. As you see there gestures and you can see a halfling is pushing a tray laden with foods out to the um to the buffet tables a very rotund halfling hmm. unexpectedly familiar what middle-aged pointed waxed mustache massive white toque you recognize the shape uh, the silhouette of pierre du petit pois <gasps> one of the oh. so happy he's uh, back one of the chefs who uh, uh, who not auditioned, interviewed. Interviewed. Uh, for <laughs> Normal people call them call interviews. Them interviews. Yeah, <laughs> interviewed for your cook position, uh, ship's cook position. Oh. We may have made a bad decision. No, we made the right decision, didn't we? We well, would have been a nightmare, we and also somebody needed the job way more. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he would have also, been the best he, kind of nightmare. <laughs> glad he got gainful employment. I mean, mm. but wow. I mean, it was always kind of what I... Yes, he's excellent. No, uh, but no, uh, but no. It's a, uh, it's a. I, I actually quite enjoyed because uh, I'd done a little bit of hydraulics work as well. Ooh. No, I enjoyed working uh, with the uh, fountain. But no, most people don't have chocolate every day. Like you know, once a week they'll take a dip. <laughs> yeah. And you say yeah. once a week they'll take a dip, and they start, they'll just jump in for a little. We had to stop <laughs> people doing that. <laughs> I was going to ask: Is it like stored in maybe like a swimming pool arrangement where I could just go and? <laughs> 
swim. Uh, you'd have to make it. You'd have to make it up yourself. Uh, I mean, we do actually make it up on site, uh, from what I understand. Uh, uh, the the sh- uh, chef uh, Petit Pois would know more. I don't actually make the chocolate. So this is where your enormous supply of chocolate goes. Pretty yeah. much, yes. Jason has been keeping us in suspense about where this enormous <laughs> supply of chocolate is going. My latest theory off air was chocolate warlock. I assumed there was some kind of creature that needed it. Yeah, me too. Chocolate that was going to Cho- eat everyone. <laughs> yeah, but they had to placate some sort of entity with chocolate. It's literally <laughs> just a chocolate fountain, you twat. <laughs> there's, there's certain information which I gave Charmony uh, for Ellen to reveal or not reveal, and one of them was the Commandant, and one of them was the chocolate fountain, and she chose Brilliant. to reveal neither. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she revealed yeah. a lot of other stuff, though, to be yes, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sharmony did some fucking lore drops while she was here. Oh, yeah. Miss you, Sharmony. listening, we love you, by the way. You're excellent. We loved Ellen as well. <laughs> yeah. But, um... You are able to get some Hongwa duck. Uh, you bring, uh, uh, and essentially whatever else you want from uh, and sna- just a bit of lunch while you're here. Yeah. Um, the... What do you think would happen if I put my head in the chocolate. Do you think I'd be able to breathe it? Uh, Hang on, we do cast water breathing on ourselves every day. I mean, yeah, yeah, I have. I did that this morning. (laughs) Is it too thick? I don't know. Um, at what, what point does the viscosity? Ah, no, it, it, there's, there's no way to know, Scamp. I think you should stick your head in it and find out. I think for, <laughs> for science, in I the interest of science, since mm. we're here, it's all right. You can do it really quickly, and I'll do the spell on you to clean it off you before anyone notices. It'll be fine. <laughs> for, so much trouble. Tolo looks over. Uh, I was considering actually halving some chocolate today, but. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm not sure that tiefling is one of the appro- uh, is one of the approved flavors. That's a shame. What if I filled a really big bowl as a test? I mean, <laughs> you can stick your face in it, see what happens. <laughs> please use the balls. Anyway, uh, just, I might have some chocolate. Honestly, yeah, grab yourself a plate, fill it up. Uh, I'm hard, we can, There's like so long as we bring the plates back, there's not actually any problem with us just walk, walking and eating. Mm-hmm. Make sure I keep the cat away from the chocolate fountain. Yeah, the cat, by the way, is being just like looking around. Uh, Stormy is just regularly abandoning you and wandering around between people's legs and seeing who will and won't better. Aww. Yeah, of course. Is Lady Grace still with us? Lady Grace is still with you and is just oh, quietly dear. assessing everything. <laughs> Listen to us talking As is about Viv. Putting our heads in uh, Viv is piling is piling up a plate with bread rolls. <laughs> Viv yeah. is my kind of person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like she's. Viv, you're you're a magic type, Viv. Well, well, can I breathe chocolate? <laughs> With the water breathing spell. Um, yeah. Not well. Uh, what I would say is, how good are you at uh, breathing smoke? Um, not very. Mm, it's not one of my skills. Then you would uh, probably feel about uh, about the same way. Uh, when uh, uh, I have done a little bit of uh, diving before with uh, water breathing spell, if you go into areas which have uh, too much silt in the water, there you are likely to um, have trouble breathing. 
Oh, well, that's boring. <laughs> I think it's just um It's water breathing. Like there's yeah. if you want to try and dive into like a vat of alcohol or something, maybe you'll be able to breathe for a bit with some cons with some con saves, but liquid chocolate you don't know. Would you get drunk <laughs> if you jumped into like a giant bath full of wine with the water breathing spill? Depends. Presumably you're still metabolizing it. It depends how much goes down your gullet as opposed to into your lungs. Hmm. The lungs Actually, do absorb it. They're designed to absorb it. Also, yeah, because I... You potentially get drunk really fast. Actually, no, wait. The yeah. way I tend to run the water breathing spell is that it's more like a barrier at the back of your throat, isn't it? Where yeah. the water just like yeah. stops. So you like cough a bunch of like uh, uh, solids out. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. So annoyingly, it probably would just it probably like I would say that you'd still get drunk. Probably it's just it's the alcohol that seeps in through the soft tissue in your mouth. Ah. Yeah. Have, like, a load fumes, of silt. You get drunk super fast. So <laughs> if it did go into your lungs, this is a good point. The fumes might go. Some of the fumes may or may not go through. You've not tried swallowing anything while you've been water breathing. At least not mm. anything solid. Mm. So unclear is the answer. Interesting. Mm. I want to breathe wine for science. <laughs> at some point. We should work here. We're we good should. at the science. I love science. I know loads <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> she looks off into the distance. So much. So yes, such science. <laughs> uh, Lady Grace picks a couple of... Uh, does, does take a... Uh, 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 just to take a chicken uh, leg. Viv raises a finger, takes the chicken leg, takes a small nibble, nods. Grace continues. Lady Grace continues. What happens if it actually is poisoned when you do that? That is why I actually... That is uh, why I keep a, um, a bit of uh, general antidote with me. Oh, doesn't clever. work on everything, but uh, it delays the. It's a potion which delays the effects of the poison long enough for me to get treatment. Ah, clever. Ah, no, I was just good. curious. I was wondering what happened in the terrible event that something was poisoned. You just keel over, and that's it. The uh, <laughs> there's uh, the pair of them exchange a glance for a moment. That's why we have healing potions as well. Yes. Wasn't very wise. To be rude. Makes sense. The practice of poison tasting isn't very nice where I come from. It, uh, it can be an unfortunate necessity. Mm. <laughs> the the two scientists look a little uncomfortable at this. So he goes, uh, so where uh, where do you want to go to next? Feel free to just uh, oh. take your food and drink uh, and eat. Um. Yes, I'm going to take a large plate of everything. Yeah, you just fill up a plate. You get a few looks, but not that many looks, because you see another half, you see a halfling down the road who's doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> I'm gonna get a big bowl and use like, I'm gonna get breadsticks to create a wall to, to give me a bit more height. Um, <laughs> hold up, let me just see who's, who's around. Um, as you do that, uh, you see there is a human woman uh, not dressed uh, like the scholars, actually. She's uh, in her 50s. Uh, she's in brown overalls, uh, has a has 
kind of careworn, tanned features, blue eyes, brown hair under a headscarf, you can see that she has a an old clay pipe uh, that, for the moment at least, is Dow's because she's about to eat, uh, but is tucked into an, into into a breast pocket, and is uh, uh, looks over as she's filling her own plate. Goes, I like not a bad idea. Good, um, good structural choices. I don't suppose you're an engineer. Could you give me some tips? Oh, I'm not an engineer. Maintenance. I do sweeping. <laughs> Tully. Ah. You? Oh, um, I'm Scamp. I'm just sort of visiting. Right. You run into any uh, spills uh, or messes? Don't tell Inevitably. me. Inevitably. I'm sure I'll find them eventually. I apologise for the monkey in advance. Ha. Looks over. Uh, don't think I've ever actually seen one of those before. Jeffrey looks up. <laughs> Jeffrey, manners. <laughs> Same to you. <laughs> Takes it gives you gives you a gives you, gives you a a, a, st- a stout nod. Takes a plate, wanders over to a table to get something to eat. You actually get a brief glimpse of the kitchens as well, uh, through off to one side at the far back at the back end of the refectory, um, as you see Pierre du Petitpois turning and moving a, um, a, a pull, returning with a tray stacked with the spent sort of uh, uh, dishes, uh, serving dishes. Uh, you you notice that there is uh, amongst the various equipment. Interestingly, what appears to be uh, causing, with your perception, passive perception, you just see this, uh, mm-hmm. a steam engine. Uh, you've seen them briefly in factories, sort of large furnaces uh, okay. that seem to power like flywheels that run looms, things like that. Because mm-hmm. we are in the time when steam engines exist, but they're new. Uh, and you've heard about them occasionally being used in mines uh, for, for, pump, for water pumping. But the but to see one in a kitchen is surprising. What does it appear to be doing? Um, it's not currently active. Uh, you you just recognise the furnace layout. Uh, hmm. But it's it's next to some sort of large tub with some sort of apparatus or machinery that extends into it. Is that like for churning butter? Tolo looks over. <clears throat> ah, not quite. Uh, Helga um, uh, Werold, as uh, 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 she goes by sometimes, uh, helped uh, build that. I did a bit of uh, uh, did a bit of work to assist with the chemistry uh, side. Um, it's for uh, it's for turning uh, cocoa nibs into liquor. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, it's it's like you you take the cacao nibs and you grind them down into uh, like a sort of liquid and then they uh, thin that out a little bit or they add some bits and bobs, but Petit Pois knows more uh, to make the stuff that goes into the fountain. Uh, But it's actually a lot of work to do by hand, so we uh, rigged it up to a steam engine. So there's alcohol in the fountain? Uh, no, although I suppose you could add it. No, liquor is just the term we use for like the raw liquid dark chocolate. Ooh, okay. Uh, 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 and cacao butter. 
Interesting. Mm. Mm. I don't. I understand the chemistry side of it. The actual confectionery you need to talk to the chef. Mm. Oh, we have before. Ah. Fascinating. Mm. No, no, it's always going on about uh, about the Sulian school and the border school and all that sort of thing. Mm. I hear they take their chocolate very, very seriously. Yeah, it's all a new field there. It's, Heard they're saying something about trying to make it, trying, trying to figure out a way to make solid chocolate. What? That'll never catch on. Nah. What? It's chocolate something you drink. Solid chocolate yeah. feels like a weird idea to me. I suppose it'd be portable. What? I mean, what do they do? Do they freeze it? or? I don't know. I mean, hmm. like, I can imagine it being maybe like butter or something. Because you do get a lot of. Oh, you could put it on toast. Yeah, oh. I suppose you could. Well, that's about as hard as I get on board with. I'm sold. About as solid <laughs> as I can think of it getting without freezing it. Anyway, uh, so where do you want to head next? Hmm. Oh, where do we want to go? Um, I don't know. Uh, you mentioned that you had uh, some dry docks here. Uh, what sort of uh, ships do you have? Ooh. Oh, uh, s- s- uh, not actually a lot of uh, what I work on. Uh, I know that they, this was very much a jurist's uh, department. Uh, he uh, kind of uh, sort of gestures with his hands, oversaw the project. I see. Uh, you see. Calls him doing see, his best to keep a straight face. Enya leans <laughs> in. Between you and me, not actually a particularly brilliant engineer. Good manager, though. Hmm, good, very important. Good at, good at uh, keeping people uh, from. Well, you put too many you put too many researchers in a room, and sometimes it's like you know storing. She chuckles. It's like storing your your sulphur next to your charcoal and your saltpeter. Ah, know? right. Uh. <laughs> too many cooks, and the whole kitchen explodes. I see. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, from what I understand, Pierre de Petitpoint works alone. <laughs> the, Probably just as well. There's a rolling of the eyes from Tolo. It certainly uh, seems to have whipped the kitchen staff into, into shape. <laughs> Skull- fucking ass. Don't get me wrong, we've always <laughs> had uh, good food here, but uh, I understand there were some proper shouting matches while he was establishing dominance. Bloody hell. Oh, right. Food has gotten interesting of late. Ah. But no, we've, uh, they've always uh, tried to hire very world-quality uh, chefs mm. and such here. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I never knew that uh, arms dealing was so much money, but I guess that's how they pay <laughs> for it all. There's a lot of people who are interested in buying arms. Well, indeed, that's sort of... Uh, I imagine that's sort of the point we've... Uh, the, we don't get a lot of information about about what's going on uh, elsewhere, but even we know that, you know, the fuse is reaching the powder keg, as it were. Mm. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, things are getting a bit too interesting. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose uh, it's about the right time for it, then. Mm. Uh, dry docks, you wanted to see them. Uh, why yeah, don't you? Yes, that would be interesting. Why don't we go to the dry docks and then go to the corner and then you just give us a little tour. <laughs> oh, <okay>. good idea. <laughs> just tour around. All right, all right. Uh, I'd like to see the lay of the land. I don't have a particular place in mind, but all right. I don't know uh, where we well, are. Which case? If, if, if you're in That's the mood, you seem in a touring mood before. Uh, let's uh, head around. Uh, we'll go 
we'll go out this way. It'll take us uh, take the scenic route past through the uh, past the residence mm-hmm. uh, buildings. Uh, you see, Tolu leads you. Uh, Tolu and Enya lead you out, just snacking from their plates as they go. Uh, and just around. has a bread roll. <laughs> so. We've got, um, as you can see, we've got uh, apartment uh, residences around. Uh, we've all got uh, personal apartments. Uh, Ooh, very nice. Uh, yeah, they're um, it's done on the dwarven style. So uh, then, some of them are more spacious than the others, but they've all got good amenities. Um, a lot of uh, we've got a few uh, masons and a, a couple of architects on staff here who uh, designed a lot of it. How many people do you have here? Hmm. Um, hard to know the exact number. Uh, last count, I think we've got... Oh, I want to say 300, 350 research staff. Quite an operation. Uh, I, about, about a hundred or so ancillary workers so uh I don't, there's a bit of overlap between say the engineering research staff and this but there's we've got machinists we've got uh, manufacturers uh, obviously there's maintenance staff like um gestures backwards you see tully munching away on her uh, on her meal like uh, mm-hmm. uh handyman scourer back there um and of course, there's about a hundred uh, garrison uh, staff there at the uh, security teams in black. Oh right, okay. <laughs> no, it's um, a lot of people. Yeah, quite an operation. It's like yeah. a small town here. It's pretty big. Look, I just feel like this all the time. <laughs> pretty much, I'd say. I mean, like every now and again, we'll get some new people come in. Um, but by and large, it's it's a nice little place. We get a, we get orders uh, through on what uh, they change up the research projects we're working on. Well, we largely actually, um, I'd say we uh, we work the six two two. So we've got uh, six days of the week are for the assigned projects. Uh, then we do two day we get two days and use of labs for personal research and two days uh, and two days off and we tend to uh, and we're able to within certain limits organize our we uh, the, the layout of our week how we want so a lot of people will usually do sort of 311 311 hmm. hmm interesting enough. you get quite a lot of say over what you're doing do you? uh yes i mean we have a spread of projects that they need people to be working on so there's obviously a limited number to choose from there mm. uh but in term but we get a lot a certain amount of lassitude within that uh which is why managers like uh Eurist are useful you know, project leads that sort of thing yes. it's honestly i it's not a lot like it was in university because uh, I went, I actually went to the uh, university at uh, Dovetree and did a bit of a wrong, wrong universe. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to take hey. that out. 5834. No, because I actually went to the universe at Dovetail. Uh, university at Dovetail. <laughs> the universe. The whole, it's, it's the secret. <laughs> the whole universe. No. I went to the university at uh, Dovetail. Uh, for a little bit to do some studying there and it's all a bit I mean don't get me wrong it's a 
small town full of academics, of course, things get a little cutthroat, you know, budget arguments and that sort of thing. But I can imagine. There's there's some pretty active efforts to avoid uh, the tenure problem. I don't know what that means. There's a certain Not number of positions in, univer- in our university which are tenure. Basically, once you get the job, you can't be fired without the unanimous decision of all of the other tenured professors. Ooh. Right. That sounds risky. That's problematic as fuck, isn't it? Yes. So obviously that creates a certain amount of... Um, I'd say a certain amount of... Uh, Ass fuckery to put not too point uh, a, f- yeah. a, a finer point on that. I should start using that term more. It's excellent. Yeah. Ass fuckery. And more than a bit of backstabbing as well. I'd my I'd ha- I spent years having my research half inched by some fucking orc or another. Right, yeah. It's the standard I- trick. Oh, they won't take it seriously if we put the no one's gonna take a, a, a paper authored by uh, uh, by bundle, uh, by a bundle barrow. Seriously, we'll put your name fourth on the list. And of course, when you're quoting papers, it's always Steiner, Steiner, and Orson at all. Right, I see where this is going. Yeah, we have a friend having that same problem right now. <sighs> Shit. Anyway, the reason I came over here when my con- when my contracts up. I am gonna take the money, do some do some independent research, and once my and once the non-disclosure thing runs out five years after that, I am publishing under my own damn name. Oh, can't say I blame you. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, very good for you. Long time though, isn't it? Aye. Well, frankly. It is, but so is the academic path. Mm. Mm. You can't be waiting 15 years for a damn tenure opportunity to wait up because usually it's all, you know, dead professor's hats and that. Right, Mm. yeah. But that that does raise a question, actually. If if that's how it works in a uh, a traditional um, academic setting, then the difference being here, then, is you get to work on your uh, own stuff, but who is it who decides what the group projects are? Those are uh, decided by the uh, chief researcher, uh, by the head researcher and administration. Who is the head researcher? Anyone interested? Yeah. Oh, she's a... Oh, she's a... Ta- she's a person. <laughs> Fierce when she needs to be. Um, that would be Professor... Uh, Professor Juarez, uh, Santiago Juarez. Um, uh, Tetonin, uh, the frozen colony over in... Um, uh, over in uh, West Sunder. Uh, she is... I don't know the full details, but she was on the uh, expedition. The expedition? Uh, there was an expedition uh, into one of the forests near here. They were going to retrieve something. Uh, this It's not really my department. Uh, I know that uh, it was... It was Meadmaker's uh, project, uh, Mindy Meadmaker. Mm. Uh, she's, uh, she's. I've done a bit of uh, of uh, chemistry, uh, 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 of like a uh, co-project work with her, but she's a botanist. Uh, right. seem, 
uh, and uh, with a bit of a background in archaeology, um, had quite a lot of interest in one of the forests around here. Don't know the details. Mm-hmm. Got uh, Juarez's interest. Uh, she asked for volunteers for an expedition. They went out. And of course, the raid happened yesterday. Mm. Oh, mm. they have not come back. So the lead researcher's missing? Yes. Fuck. That's Well, that it? will explain why everything's slowed. Oh, bugger. Wow. Okay, now well, that is a big problem. No, it's... Uh, We'd be. I, I understand security is trying to figure out something, but uh, I'm honestly surprised we. Well, I, I don't know the full complement, but I'm surprised they haven't sent out a team already. Well, from the looks of things, this is the closest thing you've got to a standing army here. Well, normally, uh, I understand when things like. Occasionally, there'll be problems. They'll they'll find out about spies or something, and they usually find them. Snaps his fingers pretty quickly, but. Uh, whatever, whatever the mechanisms for that, I don't know. I think it's something. To, I think that's the magic department. Uh, like I said, I, not a, uh, neither of us are magical philosophers. Hmm. Uh, so. Wouldn't mind having a look at the magic department. Is it a thing that's allowed yeah. or is it secret? Uh, it's restricted, which means you need a member of the magic facility to let you in. Hmm. Well, maybe Fair we enough. can have a little chat. Yeah, because uh, maybe we can help. We're surprisingly competent. We have been accused of that before. Yes, surprisingly competent. (laughs) One day we're going to put adverts in the paper when we've run out of things to do, and that will be what it says. Mm. Why have we never put bullshit adverts in the paper for no reason? We have so much, but like okay, at the moment we're saving boats, but. Oh, I think that um, Vig might have put an advert in the uh, the New Altmark Times for a crew. Hmm. Why were we not consulted in writing that advert? I, I have no idea why he didn't consult. <laughs> okay, like because Vig, First, like us, is surprisingly back, competent at his job. <laughs> as soon as we get back, Vig, let's put things in the paper. I feel it's less surprising that Vig is competent. <laughs> the, uh, the. Uh, <laughs> Lady Grace, who is quietly sort of taking in, looking around, studying for the most part, does uh, add in, sometimes competence is obvious. Sometimes it requires a little effort to polish out. Mm. And sometimes it's very, very carefully hidden. Mm. Sometimes it's better to look less competent. Anyway, uh... Right, as I was saying, these are yeah. So that's the uh, that's the residences. Since uh, one, if you if you need to stay overnight or anything, uh, I think there is a couple uh, going uh, where we're uh, still waiting for people. So they'll probably be able to put you up uh, over this way. Is the beach? Ooh, gestures. <gasps> Let's go to the beach. There is legit. There is a section of the. Uh, of the coastline, which is has not been given over to the docks or the dry docks mm. or anything, and appears to be have, of all things, finely ground, possibly imported because it's a bit finer than the, the than the shale on the rest of the beaches around here. Sand. Mm. Um, there are some artfully placed trees to provide shade. The beach is a bit perfect. That must have taken a while to make. We have, uh, yes, one of the uh, staff's uh, personal project is landscaping. 
Um, they're very oh. good. Dwarf. That'll do it. Mm. Juggles. Perfection is all. Perfection is a lifelong pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. As much as nice as the beach is, uh, over here we've got the dry docks. Now, uh, about half of it, uh, about half of the uh, uh, of the docks are under restriction, uh, so can't show you around because I'm not. Uh, we're not part of the team working on that. Uh, if uh, we're old, we're here. She probably could show you around, uh, but uh, I can. But you can see here. Takes in. Uh, you can see there is space for working on. Uh, you would guess probably about three ships total in these okay. dry docks, because two thirds of the dry docks are completely closed off, even from the outside. There's huge shutters that go down. Mm. Um, mm. They're, they're, they apparently take the, uh, the, their, their security quite seriously with the restricted projects. What's in there What's... then? Mm. Uh, really can't say. Mm. I mostly work on um, on artillery. Mm. Okay. Ah, well, the artillery is not um, placed on the ships occasionally. Uh, oh, absolutely. But the the whole work, I, as far as I understand it, isn't done. There's okay. they're doing something with uh, something with general hull design. Uh, things like that. Uh, I do appreciate the work they're doing on this. You do notice there is a frigate uh, in development. Hmm. Uh, it's far from completion, but the hull design, the slope, the shape of it, you recognise this as a variant on the hull of the Kraken's Bay. Ah, uh, of uh, course. Hmm. Well, that one's familiar. It is. That one's uh, that one's a bit of a group project. A uh, lot oh, of us really? coming in trying to see if we can build uh, their better variations on conventional designs. Hmm. Uh, hull design was based off uh, some work uh, that Yoris brought in, but uh, there's a, there's a lot of other small changes as well. We're really trying to put in. Uh, I've. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get some of the repeating. I've not yet been able to crack repeating cannon, uh, but we are having oh, some luck with good. the stationary guns. Oh, mm. interesting. Oh, no. uh, Werold has been an absolute. Uh, um, gestures to, uh, to to Tolo, uh, you know, uh, Helga. Sorry, we different names, nicknames. You know how it is. Uh, so uh, she's uh, she's really a pioneer of the repeating chamber, huh. and uh, we've been able to put it into sort of deck gun levels. Uh, we've got some actually up on the walls, so uh, so good for medium range. But the problem is getting a is is getting a repeating chamber into something you know on the level of a proper cannon. I've been trying to tackle with that myself. I, I think I'm really hitting a wall there, so I'm afraid uh, this beauty over here won't be seeing uh, any repeating uh, uh, any repeating broadsides going in. Oof, that's a great shame. <laughs> yes. I'm having enough trouble just getting the damn rifles to repeat. 
Well, I suppose the, the biggest problem you uh, face is um, how do you stop the, uh, the things from blowing up? <laughs> that has been some of the work that I've been... It's, been, it's one of the th- things that uh, Tolu and I actually do work on. He does the chemistry. I try and get the, uh, the manufacturing down. Uh, between you and me, he's been a right bastard. Um, well, imagine with a repeating rifle that uh, uh, backfires, you've maybe lost a hand. But you know, one of those things goes up, it'd take half a deck with it. Ooh. Yes, it's one of the reasons we're glad we have Ow. a uh, cleric, only person we know who can do uh, what's it, a greater rest or something or other. Yeah, I hadn't really Ooh. considered that as a thing, but no, you really do need a cleric if you're doing gunpowder experiments, don't you? Mm. Yeah. It's a good, we have get a good messy. emergency set up. Mm. Um, uh, but no, that's uh, that's the dry docks. Just is in the direction of the docks and uh, the docks. Uh, docks are mostly kitted out for taking small supply ships rather than uh, proper frigates. Uh, more, uh, from what I understand, most of the actual supplies for, that we get in will dock at either. Uh, well, normally it'd be Newmark or Pohoi, and then a smaller ship will. Uh, bring them around here to the private docks. Uh, all that's warehouses, gestures to the warehouses you can see. Some of the some of the dock worker staff are moving the crates of uh, cocoa. <laughs> the crates mark cacao into the warehouses. Uh, and then of course we've got the foundries and uh, the factory. That's where I do most of my work. I mostly work so I mostly work over in the labs, uh, trying to uh, dep- you know, better uh, chemical concentrates, that sort of thing. As I tend to do a lot of de- actual development. Mm. Uh, that is where we make the guns. <laughs> uh, we've got a proper dwarven smithy set up. A decent high temperature blast furnace. We've got, we have, uh, we did have one Enchanter. We do have one enchanter on staff uh, who's been working. That was a real find getting them. Mm. Got exiled from the uh, from the Sternweaver family for some indiscretions, but the skills are good. We've got more than a few black sheep here, as well as people who had their uh, academic careers frustrated. Mm. But I suppose it takes all sorts. Yep. Interesting place. Also, if I were a smart um, recruiter, I might seek out these people. I, as I understand it, that's a lot of the recruitment. I mean, you're not going to get tenured positions leaving... Uh, 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 the professors leaving their positions, are you? No, but oh, you are going to get you? a lot of... You're going to get a lot of frustrated people if they can't advance wherever they happen to be. Wasted resources, mutters, uh, mutters Lady Grace, who then pauses. Sorry, didn't mean to be insensitive. Rather, people who need polishing, who are not being utilised well where they are. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do feel a little bit like a spade when you call me that, but uh, you've got a point. She gives a slightly apologetic nod. More like there's just... In some ways, there's nothing worse than a, uh, a dead-end position. That we can definitely agree on. Anyway, uh, beyond the foundry in the factory, all pretty much all labs around here, 
library is pretty fantastic, but I think we've probably kept you long enough. Um, so let's take you round to admin. Mark moves you, uh, and so the pair of them bring you round to a quite nice sort of building again in the quite colonial slash classical combination style. Um, it's worth noting that the factory building and the dry docks and docks are much less whimsically designed. They feel like some of the buildings that went up first <laughs> or possibly have had the least work done to them to reface uh, them and are the most utilitarian in their construction. What is W House? Uh, warehouse. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So you are led round to this uh, to uh, to this building, and uh, the pair of them lead lead you in. Uh, there is a uh, half. Uh, there is a sort of neatly dressed uh, halfling woman uh, at a desk. Uh, we've brought the visitors to see Administrator Rune Carver. Halfling woman nods, makes a note of it and gestures to a door down the hall behind her. Mm. Just that way. Okay. Right, uh, we'll wait out here. Uh, thank you for the tour, by the way. Yes, um, much appreciated. It's no pleasure. Uh, I mean, it's no, it's no trouble. It's a, it's a great pleasure. Honestly, it's quite nice to get visitors. Yeah, do you not get a lot of new people? Uh, we get new people, but actual visitors, visitors, for uh, security reasons, quite... Quite real. Yes, makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of the work you do here is sensitive. Hmm. Oh, extremely. I mean, I would say, if I had to make a guess, some of the work we've got is five, ten years ahead of its time. Hmm. At least. Interesting. Um, thanks for... Yeah. Oh, and when you... One last thing, actually, before... Uh, when you get out, I need to show you the sprinkler system. What? Uh, and your points up, and you see there is a metal nozzle for, uh, in fact, a series of small metal nozzles filled with holes. We got them rigged up through the entire complex. We get a lot of fires, so we've actually, oh, so we've actually, you uh, so you can, you see over there, there's, you see, there's an artfully concealed sort of um, pull switch going down from the ceiling. We've got, we got emergency levers like that all through, uh, mm. throughout the whole place, so that in the event of a fire, we can just pull one and it'll flood the room with water. Like, uh, it's very clever. Uh, like, uh, oh, very clever. Rain. Jeffrey. <laughs> so, don't touch it. What Marjorie, you're keep an eye on Jeffrey. <laughs> it actually all comes from a uh, central uh, cistern directly above the library. Huh. What you're telling me is that you have little pipes that can spray stuff into every room, and you also have a large amount of chocolate. Has nobody thought of this as a thing? There are strict... Uh, which is... Uh, well, it does help that the main cistern is uh, is literally in the, uh, the sort of dome at the top of the library and quite difficult to get to. There's a lot of stairs mm. and it's locked. You'd have to carry a lot of chocolate upstairs and through a locked door and get exactly. in a lot of Tons of the stuff. Mm. It, it would be quite an effort getting that much chocolate up there. It'd be fun, though, if it happened. Oh. Also sort of awful. 
Absolutely. But... <laughs> It'd be a nightmare. It, everything would be covered in chocolate. If it's a lot of effort yep, that to get good. the chocolate up the stairs to the dome, mm. is it like that with the water? Uh, well, yes. Basically, we have to... Um, uh, although not actually. Uh, there, well, no. Actually, if it needs to happen, what we'll do is we'll take the steam engine from the kitchens, uh, we'll rig it up to a pump system, uh, and we get and we pipe water straight up uh, for, into the... Uh, uh, into these, uh, uh, into the uh, cistern at the top, but you need to I get. I guess a- once it's full, it's full. You don't have to. It won't go horrible like chocolate would. Exactly. Uh, it is. You do still need to get up there, unlock it, attach the pipes and everything. But once you've got that, you can then pump it up from the ground level. It's actually all under a degree of pressure as well. Uh, we got uh, pressure. We got special uh, weight systems set up so that once you flood an area um, after it's finished, it'll uh, the water pressure will push it back uh, up into the small local cisterns as well. Mm. So if need be, even if the immediate cistern directly above runs out of water, it'll get it from the main uh, cistern. Ah. And we've actually got the pipes running down through the ground and then up into each building. It's why we don't have giant pipes like going in between each building. And that's, that's, why, the, uh, that's why the cist- library cistern is higher than every other building. Oh, oh so it's it kind of gravity assisted. Exactly. Um, I actually getting it all put together. It's been about a year's work. Um, it's but impressive for a year. You would not believe how much of an absolute beard rash it was to try and uh, to put out fires before we had it in. I can imagine because you'd have to either um, get it from. Like directly uh, from the seawater, or um, is that another uh, use of the lake out there? Uh, yes, we did originally fill it up out of the lake. That's that we directed a bit of freshwater stream to get in there, uh, but we we have to refill the cistern infrequently enough that it's not really been an issue. Hmm. Just thank thank the landscaper escaping specialist for that one. Mm. Well, believe it. Oh, anyway, really? I did. I've talked to you about my projects more than enough. You should go and see the ad- administrator room, Carver. It's been oh, fun. That sounds don't so worry. much less fun. I want to pull the lever so bad. I wouldn't advise it, Scamp. I know. Commandant Teretzal has never actually flayed anyone for doing that. Uh, but the threat's there, though I understand. Well, what they have done is they have suspended priv- they they have suspended privileges before for infractions like that. What would they do for guests? Did it? Uh, I assume flames the only option. Must be the next one down from mm. suspending privileges, <laughs> mustn't it? Exactly. I, I think there would be some um, rather sharp frog marching uh, involved. Yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's alright. I like frogs. Yeah, fine. <laughs> There's a small smile from Lady Grace, who nevertheless gives you a look. We should attend to our mission. Yeah, we should, because it sounds like some people need rescuing. We're quite good at that sometimes. Occasionally. Has been known. Forward into an office. 
There is something familiar in the feel of this office. It is built very much along dwarven aesthetics. Stone, or at least a thin facade of stone, appears to have been imported. Um, quite nice stone for p portions of the walls. Although much of it is uh, facaded actually in wood, there are still a couple of decorative pillars uh, into it. There is um, a set of cabinets and a lavishly appointed walnut desk. Behind which there sits a dwarf. She has straight black hair and a straight beard, gold beard ornaments, golden skin, and a black suit with a gold pocket watch. Celestia, you have mm. seen this woman in a vision. Yeah. Speaking, oh my god, which one? I need help. Speaking to um, Michael's advisor. Uh, his name is currently skipping my mind. Oh, um... um the one who <laughs> essentially, as far as you're aware... <laughs> the one that was one not, I do declare, the other one. No, the one who... Uh, Yes, uh, the one who... I only remember Yenna's name, and oh, Yenna no. was definitely Stanley, I do declare. I don't declare. <laughs> uh, no, she, uh, the the lady who uh, who arranged, uh, who appeared to have arranged uh, uh, Peter Van der Sar's will. Oh, I cannot remember her fucking favor. name. Uh, I do have her name uh, her name written down. All I can remember <sighs> at the moment is that it began with an M. Oh, that's really annoying. Oh, it's so annoying. Um, but it. So I'm is... looking back through my notes. Hmm. And I know I'm in the broad sort of area for Ooh, it. Oh, I've got Mildred Millhill here, so it must be around here somewhere. Um, yeah, that was um, right sort of time. time. Ooh, where is it? That's Oswald. It's near Oswald. Oh, it it's be. near Oswald? We're in the right sort of area. Damn, what's her name? Damn, it's completely skipping Still away, me. Sorry. Someone tell me. <laughs> I've, got, I've even That's got Carver written down here. Yeah. <laughs> this is so annoying. I have everything else written down. Yeah. Uh, it's the one that I guessed, though. It's that one. It is. It? it is indeed the lady that you guessed, um, uh, or at least uh, yeah, the lady I'm that you guessed is the one you have met before. One moment. I have impressively managed to completely s screw up all of my digital notes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, no, no, it's it's iPad problems. I'm not used to oh, using an no, iPad. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's all right. And Do I you need have, help? Uh, I basically made the... Fun fact, World Anvil is, a gr is great software for keeping your notes on and for organizing them. However, if you accidentally click open new tab in Safari, open in, in a new window, it will open it in a completely different window... Oh god, I did it again! Oh no. Do you want to pass that to me? What do you need? Oh god! You can't pass it to me because I can't look at your notes. Yeah, you literally can't. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> technical um, issues, Stowaways. I've got a picture of a snail in my notes. Is that helpful? <laughs> yes. Marissa. The most helpful thing. It's Marissa, it was Marissa. 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 Oh. Marissa Welkin. There we go. God, well yeah. done. That would well have eaten. Yeah, I don't think any it. of us could well have moved played. on until we'd found that out. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so that is way back in my previous snail? notebook. Um, the snail. Oh, I want to know what's going on. The snail on with has the some snail. very important information. It had a speech bubble that just said, "Hello, I am a snail." <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. so that's, that's the law drop for this episode. A snail. That is the law drop for this episode. No, but, uh, you see. Um, I immediately use the message stone. That's this is why I yeah. wanted to know her name. I needed to know her name yeah. for this. I immediately use the message stone and say, "That's the dwarf. That's the dwarf that was talking to Marissa." With, with all that shit before, I that, acknowledge uh, this in a um, in as surreptitious a way as I possibly can. Um, she, well, I'm confused because I thought they were on the other side. She <laughs> looks up from her notes uh, from from a uh, from a ledger or journal she's writing in. Close caps her silver uh, pen. Uh, pen places it down. It's actually fun then, I think it would be. Welcome to the Institute. Hello. Hello, thank you. I am Administrator Tena Wunkavel. It's nice to start us. Nice to meet you. I put a hand out, see if she bites. She reaches up, shakes it firmly but but shortly. It's done. Lady Grace. I believe you should have been expecting us. My assistants have informed me of your arrival. I assure you that we have every intention of fulfilling your order. However, there are some small issues which have come up which are delaying our ability to deliver. They don't sound that small. Haven't you lost your head researcher? I see. It is true what they say about loose lips. <laughs> what you don't do see they any say? sunken ships around here. Oh. Not yet. Hmm. She folds her hands and leans forward. The matter is clearly not, Lady Grace interrupts, clearly not under control. Are your superiors aware of this? It is a small matter which does which need not concern them. How worried does she look? Like roll an insight check. <sighs> yes. Oh, that's terrible. That's a ten. She appears to be calm and collected. It's not a small matter, though, is it? They've been missing for days. Stuff going out of here is delayed. This could literally change the course of what we're doing over in Newmark. It's not a small matter. Have you sent people out looking? We have... If it was a small matter, as far as I understand it, you would have got them back by now, wouldn't you? You see her... You're not lacking in security here, so what's the difference? What's happened? Set her jaw. Sorry, we don't have a lot of time, so... Allow me to be frank. Please do. We are here... Sorry, this is Lady Grace. Allow me to be frank. We are here representing the interests of the rebellion, of the independence movement. We, my counterparts, have more than clearly 
gone through the benefits and issues that are likely to arrive. We should have an agreement. And this is a very, and timing is very critical. She seems to roll her jaw for a moment. You see her beard move. All right. Sorry. <clears throat> All right. The situation is difficult at present. We are currently missing key members of staff, including our diviner. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't find them. She nods reluctantly. Our standard practice here would be to scry on them using the scrying apparatus and then send out a team to retrieve them. It does seem a little bit convenient that the raid happened just as all of these vital members of staff, including the one who can find them, happen to be out on a thing. Are you worried yeah. about it does a seem leak a little bit or a convenient or... as well that all this happened to happen just as a huge shipment of arms were going to go over for a very important fight. How's I want to read her mind. Can I read her mind? You... I just want to try and read her body language. Roll a slight hand check because she's experienced enough to recognise spellcasting. Uh, uh, and... Um, you're yeah, going to read the body it, language. Uh, insight check, please. Are tides active? They are not. Can they now be active, please? Yes. This mm. is a great idea in this place. Um, 15 on sleight of hands. So 17. Can I add a d4 to what Celestia is doing, though? You can. Oh, amazing. Thank you. Because it's, it's below your passive perception, so you see her starting to slip hand. <laughs> well, I'm... I know that she's going to do it. Yeah. You know yeah, me because know. it's Celestia. I'm waiting for it. So to what happen. does that? How much uh, so do you that's, want? that's plus two for Celestia's. That is a seventeen, 17 for mine. Okay. Is that a seventeen for both? Okay. Yeah. One moment while I check something. They're currently dis distant. They're not expecting this. Would they have done this? Okay, no. I am. Uh, there is. There. I'm just checking a security protocol in my no, head. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Celestia, um, you can. It's interesting. You can sense the presence of Administrator Rune Carver's mind. She is here, but her thoughts to you sound like. There's like interference muffled. on a radio, yeah. There's interference. Um, you're not quite sure from what. Mm. Um, but you do... Uh, but Scamp, she looks worried and not by you. Or rather, not about you. Not directly. So something else is worrying her. Yeah, she looks... She's doing a good job of keeping the control, but the... Something about what you're saying is worrying her in some way. Hmm. 
in a I'm guilty way or in a some there could be some truth in it way? Well, that's going to be a, circumstance or consequences a, for me. <laughs> with a 17, you're not able to clearly discern that. Nah. Don't think so. <sighs> but she is definitely nervous. Hmm. Celestia, mm-hmm. just for your sake. Actually, no, no. You can do this later. Uh, we can, what I can have is? You, I, sorry. What mm-hmm. is? Oh, it's fun? a knowledge check, but I will wait until you until someone raises it to to, to prompt that. Okay. Okay. Um. There is, however, a pause. Things are difficult, yes. We... The scope of the problem is such that even if I were to send out a significant portion of my forces right now, without knowing where they are, I would not be able to find them. The Griffins, the Achene Riot, are capable of travelling as much as 80 miles in a day. How many days has it been? They were taken, we believe, on their way back to the Institute yesterday. This would have been... Yesterday morning. They were a day delayed back from their trip. I will admit we wanted to not confirm delivery until we had our key members of staff back in. However, our war guards spotted their return Mm -hmm. in time for the raid to happen. What kind of trip were they on? Why were all your key members of staff out at the same time? Not all, but... All the ones important to fulfilling an order for the rebellion. All at the same time. Why? Seems like at worst an oversight and at best, you know, concerning. You have a very, very competent head of security here. Was there not anything raised about a load of key workers um, leaving at the same time? was. Unfortunately, the head researcher has authority on selecting her members for an expeditionary team. I see. To put it another way, she looks at Corzin, seeming to judge by your bearing that you're a military man, in this specific matter, she outranks me. I see. Bugger. Department head. Department head. The... Well, it must be a relief for you that we've come along then, because we can scry. Yeah, very good at scrying, actually. Also quite good at uh, finding people and fighting griffins, specifically. So if you want to ask for help, you could... You know, if we can't wait for you to complete our order, we'll just come and help you do it, really. 
or we could go to your superiors. I assume you've kept them appraised of this? You see her grip tighten on the pen. What is your price? No, allow me to offer. That seems fairer. I'm listening. If you are able to retrieve, locate and retrieve my missing staff members, I will authorize payment. She thinks for a moment. Access to the facilities or she grits her teeth an item from our artifact vault or a an additional or cold hard cash of course I could authorize perhaps a thousand gold crowns or its equivalent in munitions. Mm. I look at the others. Extra guns would make a difference. Yes, it would. There's also... Well, there's a number of things there that could be potentially useful, although I think in the situation we're in now... Mm. Well, uh, we'll have a think about it. I mean, we'll do the thing, but we oh, will yeah. think about what we want. But let's say, let's say it will be in that sort of range. Lady Grace just leans forwards, puts her hand on the desk. Two out of three. You're... I'm going to give her inspiration. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I catch her eye for a roll minute. The, roll the d10. <laughs> um, I, just, I can't resist giving this person inspiration. She's so great. I've got one. <laughs> okay, that puts it over 30. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what class is Lady Grace? Uh, well, she rolled an 18 to start with. Mm. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I feel like what happens is she puts a hand on the desk and the rainbow spirit just like makes the sound louder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... <laughs> There is a dry swallow. Two out of three. Thank you kindly. Won't that be lovely? Yes. Very nice. Very well. We do like making friends, don't we? Love making Mm -hmm. friends. (sighs) She cracks her knuckles. The expeditionary team went out towards... One moment. I'll tell you exactly where they went. The... I would tell you exactly where they went. I've possibly scrolled down too far in my notes. Here we go. The expeditionary team went to Marshall's Forest to the northeast to retrieve a sample at the discretion of the chief researcher, Juarez. 
they were on they were delayed for one day having been expected back on the 15th it's now the 17th mm. they returned yesterday and were some distance away when their return coincided with the attack they were we were able to see them being captured but this took place beyond the range of our small arms and most cannon is not designed for targeting aerial assailants understand hmm you are free to ask questions of myself or other members of staff if you require access to restricted laboratories i will need a convincing reason to authorize your access without the researchers relevant being present understood hmm. Hmm. why would they take these people in particular in your opinion i have thoughts it might be that they were had spotted and were following it might be they had realized because of the security staff attached in some way that they were associated with the institute it is most likely that they are were simply a relatively unaccompanied group traveling on the road looking of value the raiders do and have before extracted ransoms however the right. time scale of their return is not acceptable it can take up to a month before ransom messages arrive well we don't have a month no we do not is this a lie i mean not that bit but the does she believe that it is coincidence and Roll they just an thought it was check. an opportune attack I can I also do one. Roll oh come on! Yep. I'm rolling so badly on these. That's twelve. Oh, mine's not great either. And that is a thirteen. Hard to tell. When she's not shitting, when she's not pissing her pants, she's a difficult woman to read. Mm. Mm. As I say, it still seems a bit convenient. That when the rebellion is waiting on a huge order of arms, all these people who need who you need to make them go missing. You don't suppose the group of Yamasaw could have been under some kind of orders if they're out for I money? I was going to ask that. If I mean, they <laughs> were, any I flickers? would <laughs> like any flickers from her at all. Nothing. Nothing. She did, but she she does she she does say quite fiercely. If they were, I would very much like to know. Would you now? Okay. It would be a useful thing to know, although, to be honest, if I were a person who had any idea what you were doing here, and I didn't want to uh, tip my hand in uh, in these affairs 
too early, then the first thing I would do is try and sequ uh, sequester some of the uh, the local Achin to work on my behalf, because then I have plausible deniability. Yeah, it feels like you've got a spy. It's a Sorry. really easy way to get rid of people. Hmm. If these raids are an established thing, it's a pretty good cover story. I mean, the Assyrians know you're here, don't they? We operate under a cover as a, a an arms manufactory licensed to produce a small number of arms for the Osirian army and sporting arms and armaments for farmers and hunters. Yes. Okay, hmm. but yeah, but we knew you were here before we were even involved in the rebellion, and we're just three random idiots who yeah, random are surprisingly dickhead. competent. But mm. <laughs> you know, we knew what you were doing here. I'm more security leaks than you think, darling. She this is all conjecture, but I don't think that there's uh it's without merit. Commander Chibarko uh, assures me that none of you are under the effects of face shifter potions. Not today, no. no. We have a way of scanning for that. Mm. Okay, I have a genuine question for you. If you were going to use a face shifter potion to try and look more inconspicuous, would you really decide to look like this? <laughs> if I wanted to impersonate perhaps high-profile members of the independence movement who are appearing in my morning paper in oh, yeah, caricature form. Oh, we would be in your morning paper, yeah. Um, again, if we're in some sort of... Why would we be coming here to get the arms that we need for the rebellion? It's no good reason, is there? I mean, you can scan as if you want. By all means, we're not under a face shifter potion. I wanted to assure you that we take security more seriously then our, she wiggles her fingers, little truth test might have indicated. Oh yeah, now that much for sure, but you know, you still have people going hat shopping and not coming back, so assume that you have leaks. Her eyes dart to you, Scamp, when you say that. Mm. We met some strange guards who were not in a good way. They lost someone. I see. On to the matter at hand. Is there any information you need from me beyond making generalised accusations about espionage mm. uh, yes we, we need to know exactly who was taken yeah who's off. missing 
Uh, if we can get access to something that belongs to them, it'll make the scrying easier. Mm, very true, actually. Um, pictures, if you've got them as well, is helpful. Uh, an idea of the local geography. Like, if we're doing a scry, we're going to see. So Yeah, a map of know. the local area would help. Also, the Yamasaur's general style. I mean, I know griffins are a thing, but do they use magic or bows or any information like that is helpful. There are a number of staff portraits on one of the walls. I believe certain key members of staff are illustrated there. The leader of the expedition is Chief Researcher Professor Santiago Juarez. You have been escorted around by Ms. Silversmith, yes? Yes. Yes. She will be able to identify which portrait goes with who. In addition, our diviner, Ramirez Gonzalez Marcos. In addition, our lead, one of our lead researchers, Eurist Hullraiser, as well as two members of his team. One of our engineers, Helga Werold Deep Delver. The co-leader of the expedition, Mindy Meadmaker, botanist, researcher, and Commandant Terence Sarles II, Captain Ivo North, as well as two other members of the security staff. So uh, Santiago Ramirez, Eurist, plus two members, Werold, Ivo, and um, was it, was it Marissa? Mindy Meadmaker. Where did I get Marissa from? Just look at her and see if there's anything. <laughs> Roll oh. an inside check. <laughs> ah, fuck it. It's <laughs> an 11. This dice is Not miserable. Mm. Mindy. I mean, my M name's mixed up over here. Um, uh, something personal as well. If we could get into one of their rooms and just find an item of, that belongs to them, it will help. It is a lot easier. Even if it's just something that they used in the course of their uh, duties, it doesn't have to be anything hugely personal. Oh, personal yeah, it, it can be like though, a hairbrush. We don't need to yes. pry into people's business or anything. But... I will have one of the security staff acquire an object. Do you have a preference? Not, not massively. Then who who's going to be best to scry on? Probably the chief researcher. Yeah, the leader of the group feels logical, doesn't it? Yes. I yeah. will have one of the security staff acquire something. Yeah. Um, if they resist, might well ask you to acquire something else, because that can happen. We are also able to provide a map of the surrounding area. Very helpful, thank you. With this sort, if the they have it, around fifty mile radius. If we have names, can we send to them? 
I mean, technically, yes. It's just whether we think that would be useful. Have you tried sending to them? If you wanted to make sure that they weren't going to resist a scry. Mm. Have have you tried sending to them? That's a good question. have attempted to send to Chief Researcher Juarez and to Captain North. Anything bad? No response. It may be that they were unconscious at time of sending. Mm. And regrettably, only one of our other majors at this time had happened to have the requisite energy remaining at the start of today mm. to prepare to send us. That's understandable. They knew exactly when to hit you, didn't they? On the contrary, our other majors on staff expended their spells in an attempted defence of Beer Barrel. What about your cleric? the staff we sent out. Uh, that's a good point. Cleric should have tried as well. And he <laughs> is, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and his high le- left level as well. <clears throat> Okay. The cle- yeah. Sierra attempted to contact just make a note of this. North uh, has attempted to contact both North and Juarez earlier today, but mm-hmm. is reluctant to expend further use of magic in case healing is required. That makes sense. Um, yeah, that's fair. Unlikely to have access to a sanctum, right? I would be surprised. Mm. That, that was the picture I got. Uh, you wanted pretty to specialised know... bit of um, uh, abjuration, isn't it? It is, to my knowledge, very specialised and high skill. Yeah, people usually go to universities to learn to do that, don't they? Indeed. To the best of my knowledge, from what we have learned, most of these radar groups tend to be in teams of 12 with riders, uh, with mounts, griffins, and uh, and attack in quick lightning raids with a mixture of long glaives akin to lances and bows. Though some have been using carbines as well. Hmm. Okay, good to know. Um, any magic? Hmm. Let me just. As I mean, I, training's not the only way to get magic. I do not know for sure. The there are a number of such raider groups that operate across a wide range of territory. I have heard some are supported by Achin spellcasters. Most many are not. Hmm. Alright, good to know. But the main problem here is griffins, isn't it? Rather, it is the ability to fly outrange and outpace. Once you are in rain, in musket range, you are also in shortbow range. 
And they they have enough griffins that they carried these people off. Each griffin is capable of take, capturing one uh, the, uh, one uh, mm. hostage. And the party's not that big. She nods. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. They have, as I have said, kidnappings and ransoms are not unknown. How big do the ransoms tend to be? It can vary. We would, of course, pay the ransom regardless. Mm. It is the time delays. Time is a problem. And How quickly furthermore, do they usually come in? Like, do you, Would you expect to have got a ransom request by now? It can... A ransom request is delayed. There are a number of individuals amongst the colonies who trade or talk with Achin, including these raiders. A message would be passed to them and then passed back to civilization and to us. The delay could take weeks. They are hardly going to fly up and drop a note. Mm. Might speed the process up, but I see you uh, see what you're saying. No, they want people to worry first, I suppose. Yes, they'll pay more if they are uh, convinced Concerned. that maybe they're dead, and then suddenly they're not. Mm. Or if it's some a complex like this, they realise how annoying their life is without all of their best members of staff. Any particular territories the Amasaur tend to favour? I am not an expert in Yamasaur, if that is who they are, culture or regions. Why I know you that. say that? Everybody else seems pretty convinced they're Yamasaur. Why are you not sure? I do not make it my business to study Achin culture. If you say this is the name of the raiders, then so be it. Huh. However, what I do know is that they are likely going to need somewhere to conceal their camp. Mm. Much of the area within the surrounding 80 miles or so is open plain or farmland. Mm. There are some woods, some hills. You may consult the map to determine where yeah. those are. Okay, that at least if they are in woods or hills, that'll narrow it down. There aren't yep. any obvious settlements in uh, traversable distance of here that they could have been taken to. A Chin territory, as far as I understand, is several hundred miles in past Aptak. So they'd need to have gone for several days in order to get here, and now if they're going back to anywhere, they'd need to be travelling several days in the opposite direction. This is useful things to know. Which means they must have a base within one day's travel. Exactly. They must have somewhere they're reasonably confident they can keep people, yeah. Yes. Mm. Any further? 
requests for information? Mm, not right now. Nothing I can think of. Anyone else got anything? No. Only, I mean, if you had to uh, think of all the people you know who you know are aware of your presence here, who do you think is the most likely to be able to um, sequester a bunch of a chain in order to do their dirty work for them? Simple. The Osirian Empire. Figured. Bit broad. There would have to be elements within it, though, surely. Could you be less broad? Roll a persuasion check. <clears throat> 29? Nice. No, no more. Um, 31, sorry. 31. Bloody hell. <laughs> Hmm. Very well. We are very keen on ensuring that our presence is not watched. Mm-hmm. We keep... She seems to hesitate for a moment as if deciding how much information to, to convey, and then continues, a close eye on our would-be watchers. There is a an in, a network of informants and mm-hmm. spies under the command of Colonel uh, uh, under the command of Colonel Ivo Steinsfeld, the chief intelligencer for the Osirian Empire in this region. We understand that he may have contacts within the various Achin peoples. If anyone is likely to be using Achin as cat's paws to try and learn more about us, Mm. it is likely to be him. That is very useful information. Don't get me wrong, it could just could just be a raid, they do happen, but that is very good cover. Also it's incredibly fortuitous if it was just that. Well yeah, just for everyone you need to make the order for the rebellion go ahead to go missing on the same day. It's all just a bit good really, isn't it? I wouldn't put money on that happening by accident, put it that way. No, coincidences are rarely a thing. Hmm. Any further questions? Not at the moment. Right now. Then I would thank you to continue with your investigation outside of my office. All right. Make your decision about which items of payment you require. If you require a viewing of the vault, I can arrange for someone to show you around. That could potentially be helpful. Helpful in the decision-making process, certainly. Mm. Otherwise, if it is armaments you are looking for... 
we do currently have sufficient stockpile allow me to be blunt all of our small arms are going to your shipment right now but in terms of long arms we do currently have sufficient cannon to outfit a frigate Hmm. That could come in handy. Could be very handy. Meaningful look to the other two. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Right. Take a little bit of time with the decision. Thank you. Enjoy your stay. Have a lovely day. She sits back it's down. It's been a picks up a pen delight. And Calls and tips his hat and leaves. There's a bit of an awkward standoff before Lady Grace and um, Vivienne step out as well. Send to um, not send message message <laughs> to uh, Lady Grace. We've seen her before. Might be some foul play here. I'll explain when we're somewhere safer. You. You just, uh, you just see a nod. And it's a subtle nod. It could be just Lady Grace looking down at something. Mm. However, I've got a message to cause him. A hater, a hater, a hater, a hater, a hater, a hater. <laughs> Are you doing it through the stones? <laughs> I don't think um, you're alone in that. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Celestia through, can... like midway through sending this reasonably serious sentence and just guess that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You head out, ready to continue your investigations and try to discover the fate of the expedition. And that's where we'll pick up after these, no doubt important, messages. Here at Five Points, we've been supplying sporting arms to the Newmark Pohoi area for over 10 years, and we know what makes a good hunting weapon. So, whether you're out hunting elk, owl, bear, or liking, rating, sharing, and subscribing to flintlocks and fireballs, when you go out hunting, go out with a bear. Five Points. And welcome back. As you step out of the administrative building, uh, <clears throat> Lady Grace murmurs softly. Did you see her eyes? What about them? Iris is slightly too wide. Uh, pupils slightly too wide. She's on Dream Clear. Would have must have taken it before we came in. What does that mean? What's that? It's an alchemical preparation. Prevents... She must have been worried about telepathy. Prevents your mind from being read. Oh, that would make something make sense. And she has you, heard of us then. And gives you no dreams for the next night. Hmm. Ooh. She's well, definitely heard of us. Does that mean that she couldn't be dreamt too? I don't know. That sounds interesting, but... No, but I mean, if you don't have any dreams, then you probably don't show up in the dream fold, do you? 
The lack of dreams is usually considered a side effect. It's a little expensive to be used for that uh, to avoid dreams when laudanum is cheaper. Hmm. True. Hmm. I hate her. I'll be honest. Um, Are we in a place now where we can have a, co- a private conversation just uh, before it? You kind of murmur this as you're walking, although you yeah. do see someone walking towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what appears to be one of the security officers in a black uniform and beret. A human woman, late 20s, tawny skin, black hair and a long bob under the beret. <clears throat> she heads up and gives, uh, walks up to you and uh, gives you a stiff salute. I'm like a lazy <laughs> Good afternoon. I'm... Uh, Hello. 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 My name is Sylvia Culpepper. And I have been assigned to you to assist you with your investigation, uh, insofar as it is required here in the base. I have uh, here, takes from a, a, a coat, uh, sorry, take, uh, takes from, I guess it would be a messenger bag, two different items. I have a rolled, uh, I have a map here of the surrounding area. Very and helpful. we have also prepa- taken a comb which we believe contains some hairs from the chief researcher Juarez. Oh, fantastic. Excellent. All very good things. Thank you very much. We are familiar with divination uh, protocol. Mm. Well, I mean, you've got a diviner. (laughs) I am also a curator and catalogue keeper of the vaults. I understand you may wish to see some of our artifacts. Yes. That would be helpful. Thank you. That would be good. Would you, where would you like to go first? To the divination apparatus or to the vaults? Oh, um, I, I've got my own apparatus. They're all good. Very good. So maybe the vaults then. Yeah. Of course. Wouldn't mind um, some sort of quiet space without other people's distractions for scrying. That would be most helpful. Hmm. The uh, divination space in the uh, is actually uh, would suit uh, fulfill that uh, role if you would like. Oh, and of course, there's nobody in it right now, is there? Indeed. Mm. Yes, that would be good. So, which would you like me to take you to first? What do you both think? I think uh, let's see what we're um, uh, we're being offered here before we start working. Of course, this way, please. She takes you uh, actually to the back uh, to the back uh, into one of the buildings next to admin. Uh, mm-hmm. You do f- actually sorry, this wouldn't be in one of the buildings next to admin. She takes you into the library slash laboratory type area. The library uh. is uh, fashioned again with a very classical sort of influence, lots of columns. Um, and portions of it do, does appear to be a very a library not unlike the one that you would see at uh, at the university in Alessant. However, instead, she leads you to the back, down a set of stairs, past the stacks, huge, oh. huge uh, bookcases on treads that you have to wheel aside. Mm. So you can very easily imagine someone getting trapped in between them if they're not careful and crushed. Mm. Oh dear. I want Down. to cast animated objects so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just crush people <laughs> in the stacks. 
<laughs> like literally eaten by books. <laughs> um, and at the uh, until one level below that, you find the um, you find that she leads you past. Interestingly, a series of lead pipes that seem to run from the floor above down and into the walls in a variety of, di- of different er- uh, directions. Um, what do they do? I believe they are part of the sprinkler system. Oh, yeah, Please I've been hearing a lot about that. do not interfere with them. They, there is uh, water under high pressure in them. Mm. Oh, last thing you want around a library, I understand. Oh, terrible. Well, the second last thing after fire. Yes. Quite. So, uh, just over here, she leads you to a secure structure underneath the library. with, And you can see there are built around the solid stone that's been cut out, thick brick walls further reinforced with the stone that has been cut from the the area. Um, The door more closely resembles that of a bank vault than the Hmm. rest of the doors around the facility. And indeed, there is a dual key and combination system not unlike the bank that you robbed. If I can ask you to please stand back a little bit. Of course. She takes a key, inserts it into the lock, rotates, covers the combination with her body. She rotates it, leans in, whispers something. Same design. And the vault door swings open. And as it opens, there is a a hiss of gently escaping air. Hmm. And you are able to see a clean lit room by what appeared to be um, dwarf crystals embedded in the ceiling with a number of polished work surfaces and a mixture of different objects sealed in glass cabinets very obviously marked with alarm rooms one of the objects that is actually on the floor for its uh, sort of actually it's raised onto a very solid kind of wooden block to help support it stands out to you immediately because you recognise it. A large circular stone platform inscribed with glyphs in gigantic. Oh. Hello. There's... Ah, I see you're uh, impressed by the collection. I can... uh, I can provide a basic description of what we've been able to discern about each item that you wish to inspect. Hmm. What's this thing? I've never seen anything like it. Scamp. Roll a charisma save as you feel a bitter taste in your tongue. I've been lying a lot. And I knew this was coming. Oh, it's decent though. That's a 23. You bite down the... uh, You just like swallow the bitter urge to tell the truth. To make your tongue to tell the truth. And manage it. There, <laughs> you know, your words are interrupted a little bit with <clears throat> bit of gas there. Yeah, oh, a weird worse. sound. Hmm. Well, and also roll the deception check, please. <laughs> How many truths is that now? You That's a nineteen. You have four remaining. Ah, really? I'm really good out. at them sometimes. 
We're not actually sure what that one is. Um, we were, like a number of these artifacts, this was taken from a dig uh, in the Panukan forest. Uh, we believe it is an anchor for a complex sort of spell, uh, but unfortunately identifying spells and more advanced uh, uh, arcade inspection have yet to yield a confident result. Interesting. It is a an interesting puzzle piece. She shows you around various different objects. Uh, a lot of them look maybe not so magical. In fact, she actually points out several that aren't magical, but it just appear to be of historical interest or or value. Um, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other objects that stand out um what there is what appears to be a um a blade uh about the size of a long sword but shaped like a dagger like if you think about the hilt to blade ratio okay um it appears to be made of quite possibly mithril from the look of it. Mm-hmm. It's not quite steel. And there is a magnificent, huge, polished opal in its hilt. Um, there is a statuette of a cat carved from red jasper, raising its paw cheerfully. Uh, it's about, uh, like, three, four inches tall. Um, there are some fingerless cats gloves. Cats hanging onto my arm mm. in here. Oh yeah, the the cat is like trying to like. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. You are holding onto your pet. Jeff, Jeffrey starts going, and Marjorie goes. Ah! <laughs> Pets are being restrained. Ah. Same fingerless gloves. Pair of rig- fingerless gloves in red cotton. Uh, a small vial. Uh, a small vial made from what you recognize as mithril and cloudstone and etched with complex runes, a gigantic. An empty box, which, but Corzin can see, uh, it looks as though space warps around the outline of an ordinary sized dagger or short blade. Comparable to a sax. Interesting. Right. But not quite of the same design. And it's just contained within this box. Uh, the box is just the glass like security cabinet. Oh, I see. Right, right. Yeah. Um, a hunk of slightly smoothed and polished, but kind of, it's like it's raw form. Rose quartz, which is glimmering. There's something glowing inside And finally, a large orb of black stone veined with white, encircled by mithril bands and with a mithril handle. Kind of looks like an overly elaborate medicine ball. Hmm. Hmm. So do you you know what any of them do? Uh, We, uh, yes, actually, we've uh, identified a number of the magical artifacts. Uh, Which ones would you like to look at? Any ones that uh, grab your attention? What's the cat do? Uh, we're not 100% sure, but uh, if you hold it, uh, you get a headache and then develop a series of nosebleeds for about an hour until it stops. Hmm. Ah. We think it has a deeper purpose, but we are not sure what it is. Any f- 
It reports on feelings other than nosebleeds and anything. Um, a sort of uh, fuzziness in the head. Uh, Frankly, no one has been willing to hold on to it for a long time to test. Can I Hmm. hold it? I believe I am authorized to release one item, so if you end up choosing that item, uh, absolutely. Otherwise, uh, it may be possible for you to hold it under controlled conditions. Um, Do you wish to... uh, I can let you hold it for two minutes now if you particularly like. But it cannot leave this room. Oh, I don't want to take it anywhere. I just... I want to know if my nose starts bleeding. As you wish. Hmm. He leans in, and you see her takes a small carved stone from her pocket, uh, places it against the the, the um, security thing, murmurs something, opens it up. Also, he just uses a small key as well takes out, picks up the statuette uh, just like wincing a little here you go scamp, you pick it up it's fine oh, although actually you've kind of got like a bit of a bit of a pain behind your eyes ow yeah, it's like you got real tense joy (laughs) ah ow Ah. roll a d6 for me (laughs) Ow. <laughs> Why did we Scam. think this would go well? <laughs> two! <laughs> it, two minutes later, uh, a trickle of blood starts flowing from uh, Scamp's left nostril. Scamp, hey, I think look. you better put that down. Ow. Yeah, look, th- this feels bad. Um, I, I've got a handkerchief. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I want it back. <laughs> you... I cover it in blood and hand it back. I clean it with prestidigitation, so it's fine. (laughs) Um, It's the blue one. Yeah, the blood flicks off and lands on the ground. Can I ask you to please not prestidigitate that until you are outside of uh, an area? I didn't think about that. Apologies. That's right. You wipe the blood back up and prestidigitate it when you eventually leave the building. Yeah, planning on sending it out of a door or something, but it's... Please do not, please do not spill, uh, uh, prestidigitate blood into the corridors. We do have some members of staff who are familiar with simple magical tricks, and I do not wish to hear another lecture from Handyman Scourer about trying to scoop magical stains. I understand. Mm. Thank you. It's okay. (laughs) Apologies. Uh, What would you like to look at next? What do the gloves do? You, take a, you move over to take a look at them. Uh, interestingly, the gloves, there's subtle differences, but they're not made for human or elven hands. They're too large for um, for uh, halfling hands as well, but they're not quite the right shape. We believe these are intended for use by Yonti, based ah. on the... Uh, you can see the Knuck, uh, the uh, position of the wide knuckles. Uh, however, they are quite clinging, and we have observed that uh, the, while worn, uh, whatever you are gripping in your hands cannot be removed except by a decidedly extreme force. 
we've yet to test the upper limits of how much uh, force can be applied before something can be torn uh, mm. from your hands while holding it. We suspect, mm. frankly, we terminated the experiments after a certain point due to worries about ligaments tearing rather than the objects coming free. Worry about the arm breaking rather Indeed. than, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. She moves, oh. uh, she gestures to the other objects. What's in the vial? Ah, yes. Here we go. She opens the case, carefully remove, puts on some gloves while she does all this, and removes the vial. Uncorking it, well, there's like a little mithril cap, and Cloudstone cap, which she unscrews. You can see there is amber liquid inside. This is particularly interesting. Um, this, she recaps it, produces, actually, no, passes it to you to sniff if you want. Yeah, yeah um, I do so. It's got a kind of medicinal, um, slightly alcoholic smell to it. Mm. This produces a, uh, a single dose of a healing potion. Uh, indefinitely. What? It takes, uh, it takes eight hours. Uh, it seems to be based on some form of permanent transmutation. Uh, it requires water and any sort of crumbled herb to be placed into it. Like anything, like mint? Mint will do. Uh, we have discovered that it needs to be a plant object mm -hmm. of some description, so I suppose grass would do. Uh, it works slightly better with less residue if it is dried and crumbled. Uh, we tried placing some whole plants in and that left a sort of slimy residue. Mm. Uh, does not work with meat. Good to know. Does it change flavour based on what you put in it? Uh, that information has not been recorded. Mm. At least not in the notes that I am familiar with. Like how how good is the healing potion? Uh, comparable to a standard uh, healing potion produced uh, from uh, the I'm trying to think, remind myself what it's called. Oh, yeah, uh, produced from the white, white saint flower. Hmm. So your standard healing potion. Yeah, that is very interesting. That would be quite useful to have on board ship. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, were it not for its. Uh, it is, if we're not for the fact that we do have other healing potions in storage, this is a sort of, uh, we have for the moment been considering this a last resort option. Unfortunately, we've no idea if it can be, uh, can produce anything else, but it is in its own way quite miraculous. Hmm, never well, ending healing so. potion is a pretty good last resort as they go. Indeed. Yeah. In uh, times before uh, the mass manufacture of healing potions, this would no doubt have been, uh, if you'll excuse the, the, the joke, a lifesaver. Very much so. Uh, very much. Which item would you like to look at next? I'm curious about that pink stone. Ah, this. She uh, gestures to the stone. You can see it look... A closer examination doesn't reveal much, but you can see that there is a light glimmering inside, a little sort of pinkish-yellowish light inside the rose quartz. Examination of identification has indicated that there is a spirit uh, bound within it, 
such as priests are uh, clerics are used to interacting with uh, we believe that uh, we believe that it is bound to carry out tasks uh, relating to uh, moving earth or shaping stone it has a certain amount of strength and usually requires a day to recover. Oh, interesting. Hmm. There remain the two blades and the elaborate uh, stone and mithril medicine ball. Um, I chose last time, so somebody else go. <laughs> What's right. in the box? Hmm. Yeah, let's have a look at this, uh, this dagger. Ah! Very perceptive. Uh, there is indeed an invisible blade inside. Uh, we believe... Oh, I'm sorry. That was an out-of-character uh, mistake. I thought oh, you, it was just the um, the display case was see-through. <laughs> yeah, the display case is see-through. The dagger itself is also see-through. It's completely invisible. Um, ah. so, so only cause yeah, can see it. Yeah, you see it. Right, okay. Yeah, you see it. In which case, I will, I will yeah, leave so, that in then. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, very perceptive of you. Uh, yes, this... Uh, this, as far as we can tell, uh, is a dagger. We believe from the weight and heft of it, it is made of mithril mm. as its base material. And of course, as you can see, it is under a permanent enchantment of invisibility. Mm. This appears to, to be conceal. only effect, but yes, it is the ultimate in concealed weaponry. It is of a pro uh, it appears to be of appropriate size for a human or a halfling to use. Hmm. Or a Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey already has one spear and one sword. <laughs> um. Yeah, but Jeffrey could have an invisible knife. <laughs> How often does Jeffrey use his weapons? Jeffrey is already the Not second most heavily enough. armed member of this party. This is true. <laughs> Extremely armed. You see, by the way, Viv, Viv and Lady Grace are both just quietly taking everything in. Mm -hmm. um, as they, mm. it seems to be there that they seem, for the most part, quite willing to hang back and observe. A mixture of observing, just seeing how you operate with some interest, uh, and also mm. just everything <laughs> It's different. We spent ages looking at people <laughs> and, like, talking to people. Uh, by comparison, this this uh, dagger over here, uh, she gestures to the mithril blade with the opal set in its hilt. Giant! Indeed, that appears to sense. have been designed for a giant. Uh, now this one... Oh, it's a big dagger rather than a sword. Oh. Indeed, although it could be used as such. Now, uh, one moment, she unlocks the case, pulls it open. You need to get quite close for this one. She brings her head quite close. To one <laughs> I concept. feel like we all go next to her. Mm. You can just Hold hear... Is that singing? Um, there is a very soft singing song coming from it. What is that? Um, listening to it, Corzin, because of your studies uh, yes. that you've been doing, uh, in no small part, thanks to, I glossed over it, like, I don't think I ever actually brought it up at your birthday, no. but I'm going to say that Felipe um, uh, uh, sent you, uh, sorry, Philippe, Felipe, yes, Felipe, uh, sent you, uh, gave you his personal uh 
Joven to uh, giant translation notes. So you've been studying them from yep. reading old giant and listening to them. Uh, it appears to be singing in old in old gigantic. Uh, oh. It is a somewhat mournful song about uh, lost love oh. and. Some you you you're still picking up the language. There's definitely something about un- falling in love with someone who doesn't love you back. They spend all their day looking into a pool uh, at, mm. their, at their own reflection. It sounds quite <laughs> tragic. Oh right. <laughs> Coulson will give like a um a, a brief summation of what the the lyrics seem to be. So. Oh, that's very interesting. Yes. Um. We have noticed, actually, that um, it, music that is... It will change its tune uh, when music is played near it. What? Um, and we... Uh, it will usually echo... Warrior Department, Celestia. It'll, it's the... the uh, it does appear to echo whatever uh, music <laughs> is played near it. And uh, it? <laughs> we have used it in test combat against some dummies. Uh, with interesting effects, it appears to change some when wielded with intent. Ooh. What, like it does dramatic music when you stab people? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Is that all it does? Uh, we have not been... It may be that there are further uh, elements of it that could be unlocked, but uh, this is one of our most recent uh, acquisitions and we have not... Uh, yet dedicated the time to fully investigate. I really you also hope not that's all it on a living person. Did someone it just amazing. just enchant their sword so that it would do dramatic music when they killed someone? Because that's hilarious. Sheep shrugs. I'm trying to imagine. I'm sorry, have you not taken a moment for how funny this is? Because that's amazing. <laughs> Between you and me, uh, I had not considered the humour of it. I, I quite enjoy the if music. That's even if that's literally all it does, that, that's amazing. <laughs> But yes, uh, this is uh, that that is that is humorous in a somewhat black humor sort of way. Oh, don't get me wrong; it's also mental. And quite but, weird, no, I, but... I can appreciate the style. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I heard of a wizard you, once who deliberately enchanted their cloak to billow. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of those. Of course. Uh, again, please do not take this out of the room. I just want to play guitar to it and see what it does. Am um, I play? What do I play? Play a bit of redhead Molly. That's not quite the that's not the trait that what I wanted to push there. But, yeah, <laughs> it's very high speed. Ding, ding, ding. Right, so although um, redhead Molly is quite high speed. Uh, a bit it, of it, I'll yeah, do a bit of the as you do, yeah. as you do a bit of that, the uh, gigantic singings adjust for a moment, and you hear uh, a sort of played almost like on a sort of ancient lyre. Or something, mm. sort of. <laughs> Roll a performance check. Okay. <laughs> let's let's go for it. Thirty-four. <laughs> Jeez. It's amazing. As you kind of, you uh, as you, you know, sing. You know when a musician like isn't even trying, but it's really fucking good. Oh, it's yeah. happening. You also just start improvising and like varying a little on the tune. Uh, Sylvia seems to be quite enjoying it, uh, and as you kind of play, uh, uh, as you play, vary up, experiment a little. The blade, which has been echoing the tune, 
flips into the air, spins a pirouette. Hello. uh, And then as he pulls for a moment in the song, falls down again. And then back up again. It takes you a little bit. You manage to... You kind of go back... Nothing else happens, but then you go back and repeat some of the improvisation you did. And something in the midst of it, the blade once again leaps up, does a little pirouette. Um, I keep going. Okay, you loop around that bit and it keeps doing that little pirouette just in place. Why that in particular? Interesting. I... Hmm. Well, it certainly... We know it responds to uh, music... Maybe it responds to music in more involved ways than that than we okay. anticipated. Do you direct it by music? If so, then the precise notes or tunes required are certainly uh, lost to the ages, or perhaps one element of it is being rediscovered. Be careful what you play, Celestia. <laughs> Play something more mournful for a second. I just play a bit of like Leave Her Johnny on the guitar. Okay, um, changing tune completely, the soul settles back down and and echoes the uh, 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 and echoes it. But you, with a with a bit of inspiration, you kind of um, take the you take the the tune or some of the chords that you improvised and play them again through a more mournful sort of type thing and this time it makes a slower it swings up makes a slower strike with more power and this time it's a strike rather than a quick slash around Hmm. this is someone who fought with music Like someone who someone stood who far f- away and powered a sword with music. That's really interesting. Impressive. You kind of you you only seem to have one move, which is pop up attack, but varying the tune a little bit. You spend like 10, 20 minutes on this. You re- not that long. Not that long. Probably. You spend five, ten minutes on yeah. this. Uh, you realise that there's some degree of varying the style of this chord sequence or this series of notes that allows you to direct the intensity and speed to some degree. Hmm. That's a very interesting thing. That is. Hmm. There might have been a whole school of... Um combat that was based around this maybe I mean I fight with music a bit there's no reason other people couldn't have done yeah Yeah. I, if I had to guess this is clearly a, a secondary sidearm so perhaps some giant uh, sent it out uh, used it to fight while their uh, hands were otherwise busy hmm this is remarkable. I'll need to file a report on it. I do, by all means. For now, though, uh, we should probably... I understand there is... Absolutely. Um, conduct. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, you have one more thing to show. Uh, yes, of course. She takes you to the large... Yeah, no, we did not spend more than five minutes no, on that. No, we did not spend more than five minutes. <laughs> yeah. that there's, I'll say that you got swept up for like five minutes oh, in yeah. excitement. But um, you see a large orb of black stone veined in white encircled by mithril bands with a mithril handle and yes it looks like an elaborately an overly elaborate medicine ball so 
Uh, this weighs around 30 pounds. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is quite heavy. Very heavy but for actually, something that small, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's basically a super dense bowling ball kind of size, is what it mm-hmm. looks like. Maybe a little... Uh, um, However... Uh, you will notice that along the handle, uh, there are a series of glyphs in gigantic there. We've discovered that if you thumb the glyph, the glyphs uh, going uh, left to right, like, uh, and she gestures from outside of the box to demonstrate rather than opening the box up, it reduces the apparent weight of the, uh, of the ball. Uh, it makes it... Uh, closer to the weight of, say, a cricket ball. Uh, Light enough, certainly, that it can be thrown a a decent distance. Uh, Most people can manage around 60 feet or so. Hmm. Uh, For three seconds. It's that light for three seconds, and then it regains its full mass. Oh, wow. So if I was to, like, be flying above a ship, and chucked it up in the air. Then, yes, you would, uh, provided you were not too weighed down by the weight of it in the first place, when you, uh, by, although I understand you can, there's a certain amount of weight with the flight spell, uh, then yes, when you, you could chuck it up, drop it down, and it would gain, I suppose, a little bit of extra velocity from uh, the additional altitude. Although oh, wait, if it's a big heavy thing coming down on a ship, that's... Indeed. Yeah, potentially devastating. Oh, uh, you might perhaps be able to uh, get effects... Don't get me wrong, we don't want to damage this, so we've never tried loading it into a cannon or anything. Um, that was but, immediately what I was thinking due to its size. Uh, but, yes, that is possible as well. Uh... However, it is certainly uh, has been quite damaging when used uh, in a when thrown. It uh, regains its mass but maintains its momentum. The physicists are screaming about this one. I can imagine. (laughs) Mm. Deeply upsetting to a physicist, really. There has been a lot of screams of where does the mass go? (laughs) Uh, Surely physicists are do that a lot with magic. You fail to understand. Some members of our physics department are magically trained. This, as far as I understand, I am I am a I am a curator and a student of archaeology myself. But um, as far as I understand, the there are certain laws about conservation of mass. Creatures like familiars, from what I understand, from their ranting and screaming, are able to fake the appearance of uh, additional mass by filling a hollow uh, projection of light, a sort of hologram, if you will, with Hmm. kinetic force. However, Hmm. they don't actually have real mass, or at least the mass that they do have is 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 relatively limited it is certainly not possible to just vanish mass hmm hmm very interesting and yet here we are to the 
to the uh, to the um, to the to the throwing rock. It has them extremely frustrated and yet also very int- excited. <laughs> Sounds about right. Now this this it is a sanctum, isn't it? Uh, yes, this entire institute is, uh, with the exception of the divination room, is under a yeah. sanctum. Mm. Good to know. And of course, the sending room in the security yes. uh, facility. Now, I imagine you'd need a descending room here. Right, this is worth thinking on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for showing us this. Mm. Of course. Uh, Now, uh, in addition, I am happy to uh, escort you to the divination room and answer any questions about the map or locations. If you wouldn't mind. Uh, I think divination room's probably a good next port of call. Speaking of which, uh, Mm -hmm. she's by this point locks up, is leading you up and out. And you see Enya uh, hurrying up with a bit of paper and a pencil. <sighs> oh, I uh, got what you asked for, Sylvia. Thank you. Enya hands over a pencil sketch, you realise probably hastily sketched from the portraits on the wall, mm. of a human woman. One moment, I'll give you a description. Um with frizzy hair held back with a green band uh, a quick bit of coloration has been put in to like loosely hint at the uh, that she appears to have dark brown hair light tan skin brown eyes wide spectacles mm-hmm. hmm. did you do this in like the last 10 minutes <sighs> sorry i know it's a very rough sketch but it's it should... really good this is amazing Thank you. I do have a bit of experience with caricatures. That's impressive. Hopefully it'll help. Oh, it definitely will. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you'd uh, accompany with us this way, please. Uh, Mm -hmm. The divination facility is in the attached laboratories uh, over here. Mm -hmm. She leads you to a series of just nice... Uh, rooms essentially that you can see is access from the corridor many of them are just like workspaces some are set up with tools workbenches and the like others seem to be essentially just tables and chairs quite well apportioned books for reference and the like Mm. Uh, but she leads you around to one room which is windowless lit by by a dwarf crystal in the ceiling with a bookshelf full of reference books, atlases as well, maps, mm. uh, and a complex array. You've seen a diviner's array before a couple of times. This one has bells on. Oh. There is a large circular kind of polished mirror uh, in the center of it all, but there are numerous like small lenses, focusing apparatus, bits that you don't quite understand the process of including a number of what appear to just be like crystal lozenges on uh, on like stands and arms bloody hell Hmm. they're not messing around are they no your diviner does not fuck about does any of that uh, stuff help Uh, I believe it does if you are um I think a lot of it is to project the image of what is being scryed. Mm. Uh, so that it doesn't, as it were, 
appear in the just in the diviner's eyeballs. Uh, but there is also magnification equipment, uh, some things for uh, discerning other elements as well. Hmm. I do not witness it used a lot. I'll be honest, mine is a bit simpler than this. So I don't know what half this stuff does. Um, I understand. Projects what's being seen for other people, though. That's mm, really useful. Uh, I understand that a lot of traveling diviners will have their own collapsible kits. Yes, that's what mine's like. Uh, <laughs> do you, uh, if you have any questions for me now? Um... Honestly, I feel like our next questions will probably come after the divining about the surrounding area. Of course. Uh, I will give you uh, half an hour. Perfect. Thank you. If you could also provide us with a map of the uh, local area up to a range of... Of course. A a couple of hundred miles, if possible. A couple of hundred miles. I can do that. Goes over to the... She has a map, but she also goes and takes out a larger uh, map from one of the... uh, kind of reference holes spreads out okay you can see we are here uh to the north east we've got all the way at the very edge we've got pohoi to the southwest all the way over there we have uh newmark and uh much further inland you can just see uh, uh aptac there as well okay gonna mm. use my navigation tools mm-hmm. and work out um what the potential range is relative to us and then okay. draw a big circle around that. Make a navigator's tool check, please. Okay, so I am proficient with this. Mm-hmm. And I think we said that it's based on wisdom. Yep. So that is a plus eight. Okay, that is uh, 22. Okay, 22. So, you think for a moment about the what you know, actually, about giant eagle flight. Of all things. You know that giant eagles are capable of taking people 60 miles in a day. But they can't nece- but they can't do 60 miles in a single trip. What they can do is 30 miles in a trip, and then a break, and then another 30 miles. Uh. Um so uh, uh and further, uh, it is possible to try and get them to do more, but it would be very tiring. So, working from this logic, it occurs to you that, realistically, the furthest away they could have gotten in a single day, if they came from a base to here and back, must be 40 miles there and right. So you draw, so you, so you begin by constricting your search to the nearest 50 miles or so. Rivers, mountains, forests, anywhere they could nest. You do, examining uh, what uh, the maps, and they're pretty good within 50 miles or so, uh, you're able, to, you do determine that most of the surrounding area is, as as said, plains and, uh, and farmland. Not all of it's farmland, a lot of it is open plain. Uh, but mm, the prairie is not the best location to conceal your flock of griffins. They're not going to want to do that. They'll go to ground somewhere if they can. You detect six possible locations, brought in a broad sense, mm-hmm. for where they could conceivably hide. Small corpses of woods, little bits of rugged terrain. You discount those would be too. They're either most of them are either too near settlements or too easy to spot. 
you see, you're able to spot uh, three groups of forests and three sets of hills. To the northeast, there is a, a, a large section of wood labeled Marshall's Forest. There is also a, a set of hill, also a large hill labeled uh, Montfort's Hill. Mm. To the east, as opposed to the northeast, there are uh, a. Just checking this. Marshall's yep. Forest, Mont Montfort Hill. Yep. Um, to the east, there are is actually there are actually a couple of ranges of hills. Uh, one marked the Red Hills, and one marked Shatterback Reach. Mm -hmm. And to the south, there are two distinct areas of forest: Grey Winter Woods and the Coldstream Woods, through which the River Coldstream runs. Mm. Yeah, Shatterback Reach before. I'm sure. We heard of that before. Um, I don't know. So, what were the last have. two? I'm just trying to write this down. Uh, Grey Winter Woods and Coldstream Woods. Oh, uh, I would like to say, Ellie, that you have not, um, you have not heard the term Shatterback Reach before. However, uh, a few weeks ago, I did ask you whether names like Shatterback Reach, Grey Winter Woods, and Coldstream Woods sounded like cool names. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's what happened. So nice. potentially all of these might sound familiar because that's I was like, probably oh, because, what it is. Because yeah. I was going like, are these good wood names? Are these good hill names? <laughs> Sometimes he does names. this like weeks in advance yeah. with no context for something, yeah. and he's just like, what does this name make you think of? Or whatever. <laughs> uh, no, I can confirm that none of you have heard of Shatterback Reach before, except, except possibly, yeah. yeah, except possibly mm -hmm. glancing at like maps or anything. Fair do. That makes sense. Uh, all of them are within a 30 to 40 mile range. Okay. Okay, well, those are our, those are our starting choices. Um, I should get on with this then, really, shouldn't I? Yeah. Well, uh, um, determining that first uh, should help us. Yeah, if you can have a look, at, see if there's any landmarks that you would be able to spot from these places. Mmm. It's mm. a good point. Uh... With the check that you've already made, uh, you would be able to spot. There is a uh, a lot of the, most of these are actually quite isolated. However, you would be able to spot uh, a colonial settlement uh, near from the from the edges of the Coldstream Woods. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be within the sort of like horizon, uh, eye reach of the horizon, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, appropriately named Cold Water. Um, and that you would also be able to spot uh, a settlement called Reedville from the Red Hills. Hmm. Okay. So look for those, if you can. Yes. Right, anything else we can think of before I pop away for a bit? Not at the moment. I guess the only thing to keep your eye out for is anything that would mark this out as a, uh, a potential place of safety that would be visible from the air, because that's got to be how they're um, choosing this. 
So it would have to be something that was big and could be uh, seen from above. You have a point. Right. Unfortunately, your maps are not detailed enough for you to know that just by looking. Mm. No, but it could help us to um, uh, to narrow some stuff down later. Maybe it could. Okay. So. It's rare that we actually do a live scry on someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I will do a live one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Know where they are. Uh, I'm actually going to have to remind myself what, the, what all the negatives to what resistance are. We got a live one. <laughs> Sorry? What's their name again? Uh, their name is uh, Professor Santiago Santiago Mares. Mares, yeah. I've written all the names down next to each other with no distinguishing features on it. Yeah, me too. So thank you. I haven't written, this is this person. I've just written Head researcher, names with no um, context. Yeah. Which is my favourite way to take D&D notes. Huh. Wonky okay. and without context. <laughs> oh yeah, this is like... Yeah, you, you've only heard of the target, which is a plus five to their save, but you also have a minus ten from just... You have a minus, they have a, like a minus 16 from the fact that you have a likeness and a possession and a body part. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> some of their hair. I suppose, I suppose, yeah, it is. Hair counts as a body part for the purposes of yeah. uh, this. Yeah. So, Surprisingly yeah. competent. They have a <laughs> minus 11 to their save if they try to resist. Yeah. Okay. Um, I <laughs> turn to. <laughs> Lady Grace and oh my god, what's her name? I forgot. Uh, Vivian. Lady Grace and Vivian. It could just keep quiet about the weirdness of my scrying apparatus. That'd be good. Of course. I'll tell you about it sometime, but it's not the moment. They. Viv leans against the wall, folds her arms, just watches contently. Lady Grace stands and watches as you take out the eye. I. Sit on the floor. I disregard all the fancy yeah. scrying shit and just sit on the floor. Yeah. In a there corner. is actually uh, there is actually a like a little chair and desk arrangement by oh, the scrying. If you want to use that, so yeah. you just set it basically. You basically just set it on the on the scrying mirror and twist it, or on the table in yeah. front of it. Uh, all right, seen a bit. Uh, spin it. Uh, show me Professor Santiago where it is. And then for the next ten minutes, Celestia just stares. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> huh I am used to more spell casting and different equipment takes all sorts I suppose yep so how did you find out about the new hot dogs? <laughs> Sorry, no. So, how did you... So, you, you've tried some of the wieners, yes? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Start having a conversation about, like, Warbertittle's wieners for the next yeah, ten minutes. I don't trust this room to not have someone listening, so I don't think we're going to say much more. Yeah. Do you, do you talk about the... Do, do, you, do you accept the offer to talk about hot dogs? <laughs> Yeah, we're oh, talking yes. about Warbertittle's yeah. wieners. Like, yeah, yeah. With great enthusiasm situation. and detail. <laughs> <laughs> Celestia. <laughs> I really hope there's someone spying. <laughs> all of this passes you by as you plunge down 
a bubble floats up to you. You see a human woman, dark brown frizzy hair, held back, you can tell normally quite neatly by a green headband, but the headband is a little ajar, her hair a little out of place. She has light tan skin, brown eyes behind wide spectacles, one of which is cracked. She's wearing a brown travel coat, a white shirt with a green waistcoat, a beige skirt and well-worn leather boots. She is also shivering and looks kind of a, a little bit out of it. Um, like she can't, like, she, she looks honestly ill. A uh, little pale, little 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 blue at the gills, as it were. A little, little bit uh, pale and uncomfortable. Eye baggy and sad, yeah. Um, this is probably the reason she wasn't giving any reco- uh, uh, any uh, reasonable sendings back, as well. You can see that she is one of a number of people, some of whom look healthier than others. Um. There is, not far from her, uh, what appears to be a four-foot-two dwarf. Roll a perception check, please. Oh, God. Mate. Um, I believe that's a nine. A four-foot-two dwarf with deep tan skin, a huge black beard and a plain steel beard ring, a black travel coat with dwarven pattern stitching, um, and space, and sort of like holsters for weapons, which are hmm. currently not about him. Um, he does not seem as sick as the uh, as the lady next to, uh, to him, as Professor Juarez, but definitely does look, but is uh, kind of has lidded eyes. Just seems to have the look of someone waiting, maybe trying to half fake sleep, mm-hmm. and just like kind of trying to keep an eye on things or half fake dozing. Um, there are one, two, I think about ten total. One, two, three, four. Five. Yeah, ten. Fi- uh, well, actually, eleven figures you can see in total. Uh, there are. A couple of dwarves, three halflings, and a, uh, a, a an orc, and two humans. Um, one of the dwarves you recognise. Uh, sorry, well, three dwarves, I suppose it would be, uh, to your eyes. So, one of the dwarves you recognise, uh, he looks not unlike how he was when you when you saw him last. Eurist Hullraiser. Middle-aged, dark skin, long black hair and traditional braids. Uh, beard, usually carefully combed and probably usually kept in. You remember him wearing a silver and gold beard ring, but that appears to have been taken, probably for its value. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, he's wearing a dwarven travel coat in deep burgundy with a pink pale shirt below it and an aubergine coloured sash across his chest. 
Um, you can see that her his belt is missing, but you remember a silver and gold, gold belt that matched the beard ring. Mm-hmm. And you can see tan marks where three rings have been taken mm. from his fingers. Um, he is also coughing, shivering. Um, you can see flecks, interestingly, of blue around his lips, like blue spittle, like a kind of bright indigo spittle. Mm. And he is like. In fact, you notice that there is uh, there are actually blue bluish dried stains on the walls uh, and on the floor here, which I'll describe in a moment. Uh, you actually see him and vomit just like a tiny bit of blue, like indigo fluid. Mm. Weird. Um, Very weird. There is another dwarf who you don't recognise, Celestia. Uh, female dwarf, late middle-aged, fair-lined skin, long silver hair, shaved at the sides, swept, uh, and the central sort of portion swept back behind her head, with a combed silver beard, and you can see from the untangling, probably beard ornaments have been taken from it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wearing a dark grey uh, dwarven travel coat, with a rich blue knot stitching, royal blue neck scarf beneath the beard, a tan shirt and trousers, and black boots and gloves. You can see there is a holster for a weapon, which has been taken. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I say. Sorry. So right. Hold it together, Eurist. Hold it together. Are they, like, restrained in any way? Um... Like, they, they tied up? Or? Uh, they are all restrained, yes. They appear to be tied by rope um, to law. Essentially, tied, uh, like, their hands bound uh, and tied to wooden supports in the walls. Um, what appear to be mine supports, actually. You've seen enough mines in your years. Uh, wooden timbers have, uh, have been used to prop up what appears to be an at least partially artificial tunnel. You can see the old marks of uh, of, pick mar- uh, of picks used to carve uh, out what appears to be a reddish sort of stone. There is a bit of light that seems to be filtering in from somewhere. Uh, but it's kind of... The, the, the passageway turns sort of a corner, so it's all quite second-hand light. And I can't go very far. You can't really leave uh, where the where the, uh, Professor Juarez is. Mm-hmm. Uh, other notes: you see there are three other people. Uh, let's see, you see some halflings, um, including one with uh, in her forties, brunette hair and pigtails, dark skin, brown eyes, and a yellow gingham dress. Actually, underneath mm-hmm. a tan travel coat, she is pulled off to one corner eyes twitching as if halfway between worry about looking at the people around her and trying to think intensely and you can also see uh, of the three figures in security uniforms to a human and there is also an orc middle aged bald with prominent tusks grey yellow skin and thinning blonde eyebrows 
Uh, you can see places where weapons have been taken from his uh, black uniform and travel, uh, his grey uniform and travel coat. He also seems to be studying the situation as if thinking for methods of escape. Um, there is an eleventh person, though. At the far end of this area, there is... They're not restrained, but they are, like, in a corner, shivering, um, and clearly unwell, is a bright blue Achin, um, with bluish-yellow feathers uh, for hair and violet eyes. No one was that before? Doesn't seem to be anyone you recognise. Okay. Hmm. Looking around, yeah, this is, uh, that is pretty much what you see. If there's more information you want to try and figure out or inspect, ask me about specifics. Um, Werold or Weregeld. Think I have seen her before in a vision. You I? have actually. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Then you recognise the silver-haired dwarf woman next to Eurist as Helga World mm. Deep Delver. How sick is she? She does not appear to be sick. However, okay. Eurist super is. Eurist yeah. probably Santiago, uh, mm. Juarez, and two of the halflings two of the soldiers are all showing varying signs. Some are just shivering and sweating. Some have blue froth around their mouth. Mm-hmm. Some are showing violet rings around the edges of their eyes. Like that aren't eye bags? Like, no. They're irises. The edges of them are going violet. Oh, that's weird. Um... Yeah, just... So, obviously a mine. Obviously redstone. Like a reddish orange stone, yeah. Yeah. Are any of them talking to each other? Like, any um, conversation going on? Or is everyone sort of quiet and tense? Give me a perception check. Okay. Um, 20. Na- no, I'm not natural, but... Okay. The prisoners... Uh, if that is what they are, you assume, are keeping quiet for the most part. You do hear voices coming from, uh, echoing down the, uh, down the cavern. They are speaking, there's a quick, there are quick turns of, sorry, just checking my notes here. Sorry, need to double check my notes here. It's okay. That is it. What a note, ne? Nante kachet noba. Nante sata hoviodone. Nabato. Namba. Tsa. Neyaka. Neyaka yatun. This. You don't really speak a chin. No. Uh, I suppose roll an insight check. For tone, yeah. Yeah. Um, that is actually a natural 20. Okay. Nice. A chin tone is hard to read because it is... Um, it's almost an atonal language. Uh, emotional inflection isn't often as conveyed in the same way. So there's so you're kind of like going through a barrier, but you have spent enough time... You did spend a fair bit of time with Odinone. 
you're able to pick up, if not a gist of what they're saying, then a gist of their emotional state. Mm. Um, they seem concerned. One of them is angry. Uh, you're able to work out from repeated word names that there is two people talking. Uh, a female Achin call who seems to be Yotun Elayaneda. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elayaneda. And someone called Hoviodone. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, he seems to be male. There appears to be a status difference between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a close... But, it, but they are closely ranked, if there is. Okay. You get the feeling that Hoviodone is nominally um, subordinate to uh, Eleoneda, but mm-hmm. feels that he can pull his weight a little, and certainly that he can speak that he can speak back to her. The they seem to be. Uh, I'd say that Eleoneda is angrier, and definitely seems to have. Con, uh, more concern, uh, concerns about you would guess from you see like shadows in the light for a moment uh, of people gesturing probably the people in this cavern or in this tunnel um, you hear bird song faintly okay so they're not that far away like they're not really far down or anything. Not really, really far down. You kind of hear just a li- very faint bird song. Um, and I'm trying to think about this, you've got sight and smell. As, sorry, sight and sound as senses. Um, and at one point, you hear Hoviodone mention um, the name Steinsveld, and Elianeda gets especially angry about that. Uh, answers some questions, doesn't it? <laughs> mm. Literally talking about Colonel Steinsveld. Uh, with that not being able to speak the language, though, that is as much as you can get. Yeah, I mean, a mention of Colonel Steinsveld is pretty big, though. Yeah. Just natural 20. Yeah, it is a good natural yeah. 20. I'm not you complaining. You emerge from yeah. your vision. I tell them everything. I'm not going to... That's why I like the weeders. Oh, you're back. Yes. Um, Do we want to talk about this here, or do we want to talk about it somewhere else? We should talk about it somewhere that is um, within the uh, other sanctum. Come on. Yes, but still somewhere private. A little bit private. Is there a spare room we can go to, like, in the residential block, maybe? We could perhaps prevail upon one of your new friends. Probably could. Oh, I'm so suspicious. I don't trust anything here. I'm too. What about the halfling with the kilt? Turner? Mm-hmm. I don't trust the people who run this place to not be listening in on the people who work here. Then I might suggest the beach and Viv, you could put up a privacy ward. That Actually, like that doesn't sound idea. like a bad idea. Let's do that. Thank you head you. out to and take a sit down on the beach. 
the dramatic beach. Ooh. <laughs> the no. beach of drama. No. <laughs> you, do t- you take a sit down next to, uh, on the beach next to the gently lapping waves. And there is a bit of a, of a moment of pause and thought while um, Viv casts the modified silence spell. I tell them everything. You tell I, them I everything. leave nothing out, so I'm not going to like retell it as a story. Alright, so the, Steinsvob was mentioned by name. We don't necessarily know what their relationship is, but we yeah. know that... Bit of a fucking least... coincidence, though, isn't it? Yeah, they're at least Why known else to would each they other. Be talking about Steinsfeld? I can't think of any reason unless that he was a factor in their plans somehow. Yeah. So we know that. That's good to know. Have you heard of anything that makes people vomit blue causing? You're a, you're a medic. Now that, that is an interesting uh, thing. I, have I, indeed? Roll a medicine check. Medicine, okay. Indigo, I guess, we're being precise. Okay, that is a 21 on the medicine. Okay. Blue? No. I mean, like, short of people, like, trying to drink blue dye and things like that. It definitely sounds like... There's definitely some... Uh, like, from what's going on, it sounds... It's very obviously a disease. Um, yeah. Probably... With a bright blue thing like that, your guess would probably be... Something obviously something exotic, maybe some, uh, maybe like uh, an intestinal parasite, or something like that, um, that might be secreting a blue bile, uh, or you're you're not really sure. If it is, you have heard of creatures like that that kind of lay their eggs, usually in poop to get spread through the water supply, but conceivably maybe like through vomit or something like that. All right. Well, it's uh. not much to go on, but um... yeah, I'm going to content warn this one for vomit. <laughs> also, parasites. Yeah, like, vomit, ooh, parasites, disease. Grim, the lot. grim, grim. <laughs> yeah. Uh... All right. The only thing I could think of would it'd have to be something obviously native to this continent, but um... is it possible they? Uh intentionally introduced something into their uh, system. Not like poison, but uh, with a similar effect to poison. Uh, to incapacitate them. Do you mention uh, that they were... like? Could you uh, describe what the, uh, their other symptoms were? I do. Um, sweating, sh- sweating, shivering, uh, uh, a slight blue... Uh, like a slight a slight bluish tint to the skin, maybe? Yeah, and like around the irises. And around the irises starts to go violent. And a couple of people coughing a bit when yeah. they're... Yeah, it's like... Oh, yeah, this... But like a coughing, less like like coughing with a cold and more like they were like... Sort of vomit. Oh, like, coughing. yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty sick coughing. Pretty this sick sounds coughing. a little bit like, I mean, wrong colour, but it sounds a bit like uh, jaundice. Like it's something yeah. shutting their, um, their internal organs down. Like blue jaundice. It wasn't yeah. like a colour that the body makes, though. No, blue is not usually a colour you go when you're healthy. Was it on anything else? Or was it like was there? That's any... a good point. 
Uh, you said there were some just stains. On the... uh, there were stains which looked like vomit spray stains to a degree. Yeah. The other colours in the room, in the in, in the in the chamber, were mostly the reddish orange of the walls and the, mm. and the local stone around there. Most yeah. of this area would actually be sandstony. Mm. All right. Well, well, maybe we uh, should see if there's any. Um, I mean, long shot, but if they've done a geological survey. Mm. We might be able to uh, tell uh, or narrow it down what direction they actually, went in wait, by the no, colour of the stone. You did get a high perception, actually, at one point. So I will say, you also saw what seemed... I'll say... Uh, the, yeah, because your initial perception was a nine. But then you later rolled quite well listening. Yeah. Hmm. So I will say that you did actually notice one other thing, which I neglected to mention... Uh, you kind of dismissed it up until now, but there was a small fragment of, like, a broken piece of glass, you think it was? Mm. Like, slightly curved, broken piece of glass, which did have a little bit of blue residue on it. And, like, where was it in relation to uh, it? Just, like, tucked it, it, tossed into one corner, like it'd been forgotten. There was this, like, glass bit in the corner that was that kind of colour. Could that be relevant? Could be. Um, it's definitely some kind of uh, poison or chemical agent, then. Not nothing magic, as far as I could tell. Blue could what be you magic. I mean, it, it could be, but. Yeah. What? Well, but like gnomish brandy is blue. It would be impossible yeah. to know without uh, casting a detect magic spell nearby. Hmm. Mm. Well, let's get there and figure it out. Um, but maybe we should take some sort of like medicine stuff with us, with the thought that maybe they're ill. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there might be some medical supplies. I mean, I'm sure we could nick some stuff and I mean, cause I... you'll know what to do with it. I've got some stuff in my um, uh, uh, my kit for that, but um, if we can get something that specifically uh, uh, counteracts um, most known poisons, there was uh, mention earlier of... Um, Something that did that. We should I, let the cleric know. I do what have we know. a dose of a uh, potion that will suppress the eff- effects of poison for a time. I do not know how well it would work on diseases. Also, while we've got yeah. the uh, resources of this place uh, uh, at least partially open to us, we might do worse than to actually ask if anyone else knows about this sort of thing. Yeah. Because there might, there's almost certainly someone who knows more about the flora and fauna of this continent than we do. They've got a lab, haven't they? Yeah. Yep. I worry They've also got the a cleric who's treated a lot of folks for stupid things, I'm sure. Very true. Might be worth asking the cleric. I also worry that all the best people for that kind of information are in that room throwing up blue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they've maybe got, like, the botanist and that, haven't they? We want that cleric to maybe have some... some disease and poison curing stuff ready to go when they get back. I think yeah. at the very least that's sensible, yes. Mm. Makes sense why uh, the professor wasn't sending there. She wasn't looking good. I wonder if it suppresses, like, magic or anything at all. Maybe. Exceedingly useful if it does, but I don't know of anything that can do that. Well, just because mm. they've got a mage with them who's not doing anything particularly. True. Uh, well, incidentally, oh, um... Did you see any uh, mage rings or the like? Oh, they'd have taken them off, wouldn't they? Other people need stuff, don't they? Yeah. Plus Maybe the fact have mage rings this... on. 
One of the side effects of this thing is to just generally incapacitate people. Mm. Well, we need to find them. That's the priority. Mm. I'm a good scout. We're all alright right now. Thank you. I didn't, right. didn't want to ask, really. No, I know. No. That's why I said. Oh. But I'm right, um, not sick right now. I don't think she'll remember me, really. It's been a long time. You're pretty know. memorable. Yeah, but I'm also not the same person I was. True, but I mean, how many other tieflings were there? I mean, <laughs> that the, uh, she's likely to have seen if she lived most of her, her life in uh, in Skrull's Cove. I don't know. I just... Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we're here. Of course. Thanks. You want to talk about it, or if you want support in anything? Oh, I so no. don't at the moment. <laughs> right. I'm trying to be practical and sensible because I don't know what I'm feeling. We don't need to. A lot of things. It's not a terrible way of uh, dealing with it, but mm. yeah, one foot in front Just... of the other is not a bad strategy for right now. With that yeah. in mind, you're we not alone. Determine where we are looking to go. Yeah. We have identified six possible locations. We need some way of stripping that number. That number down. I mean, somebody or, must know if there's a mine. Surely. Surely yes. somebody will know if there's a fucking mine. There's gonna be geology... Like, the landscapers. There's gonna be geology... Geography... Mm. Rock people. So, and, uh, geologists. That's the one. Mm. Yeah, we must have geologists. And Geomet it's not a very far down mine. I could hear birds. Right. Okay. So we need to um, work out if there are any uh, mines in the uh, vicinity of the six places we've, we've narrowed it down. Yeah, where, where, where was our nice guide person gone? <laughs> there is actually a... As you say this, you do notice um, that uh, that your, your indeed your, sh uh, your shadow's um, Sylvia Culpepper is coming out of the library. And, ah, that, there you are. Sorry, I lost track of you. I was expecting to uh, find you in the divination room. Oh, sorry, we needed mm. some air. No, yeah. no, yeah. I understand. Uh, have you had much success? Uh, we yes. think so, although we could do with some more information. Of course. How can I help? Uh, do, do you know, know anywhere... if... Oh, you go, Corzin, sorry. I was going to say, uh, do you know if there are any uh, mines either used or disused within about 40 miles of here? Not too deep. There are... Um... Redstone. Redstone. I mean, it sounds like an iron mine. Um, mm. there makes are, sense. I believe there are a couple of mines uh, in the general vicinity, but no active ones. Uh, you, uh, there might be some. There might be some people in town who have experience. We could. Uh, we could ask for someone to uh, come to the gate uh, who might know, and you could go and speak to them there. Yeah, inactive is more likely, because they've got to presumably hide um, giant birds down there. Or uh, the to my knowledge, uh, then, it, there are no mines... Uh, do you mind if I ask about... Uh, we we believe they're either in some hills or woods. Ah, uh, well, there are no mining operations in the woods near here. That much I'm sure of. Okay, so not in woods. 
that narrows it down. Right. But that like halves our options, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah so right. Red Hills, Shatterback Reach, or um, Monfort. Monfort. Hmm. Monfort Hill. Yeah. I can certainly arrange to uh, send someone out and see if they can find a local with experience. If you would be great. That would be cracking. She nods. Uh, do you, you require any further information from me, or shall I head off and do that now? Um, actually, yes. I don't suppose there are any, um, I don't know, local weird diseases going around, are there? Uh, there are always the possibility of uh, diseases, even things like uh, the flu and so on. Um, Specifically the... weird vomity ones that make you throw up blue stuff. She thinks for a moment. Fever. Uh... No. There's a moment where she purses her lips. What is it? I... Well... Not direct, not that I know of. Uh, the doctor would know more, but I did hear, I did overhear uh, Mindy talking. She and I uh, sometimes work together on um, uh, investigative archaeology. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, uh, gigantic ruins uh, are a uh, uh, shared specialty between us. I, I uh, work security and research. Huh. Um, came for research, but I have uh, martial experience. Uh, anyway. Um, she was talking about a particular fungus uh, isolated uh, in the woods somewhere. Um, and the chief researcher was very excited about some of her results, the information. Uh, once it, once uh, so the information that she'd found, uh, we were doing a, col a comparative study of uh, collected oral histories. Um, the, then the uh, Professor Juarez immediately authorized uh, this expedition. She normally gets this excited uh, for about new weapons development. Ah, okay. So, unfortunately, I don't know the precise details, but it is possible that they were sent to receive so uh, to retrieve something. Oh dear. Okay. Well, we better ask What was that? We should ask about this. Yeah, we should. Yeah. No stone unturned. Mm. Uh, Mindy would definitely be the one to talk to. Uh, this is her project. Isn't Mindy? Yes, yeah. unfortunately. Anyone who was working with her? I mean, surely everyone's not gone, are they? Uh, I believe she took both of her uh, research assistants with her. Ah, balls. <laughs> um, um, might be worth sending. Some of them were a bit more. Does anyone have any notes we could look through? Mm. 
That could help. Uh, I can certainly do my best to put in a request and see if I can have someone find uh, Mindy's notes. With some of, uh, depending on how sensitive it is, I don't know, uh, some of them might have been uh, put in the head researcher's personal uh, files, which I don't have access to. Mm -hmm. But I can certainly send someone to uh, investigate. Okay. See what we can draw. Okay. Really might be worth sending, though. Yeah. Oh, it seems like the head researcher, she's, um, quite ill. That would explain why the ascendings didn't, uh... Well, if you're, if you're in glad nasty fever, probably all. What about, uh, Captain, uh, Captain Ivo? Uh, the, uh, he's a bald orcish gentleman. You do remember seeing a bald orc. He seemed to be very focused on figuring out a way to escape. Hmm. Ivo? Uh, sorry, not Captain Ivo. Uh, it's not that. Oh, it is say. actually Ivo. Ivo North. Captain Ivo North. Okay. It's a very common orcish name. Okay. <laughs> I realise I put two orcs Two Ivos <laughs> two, two orcs called Ivo okay, It's a common name yeah. um, It's like Dave, Dave you say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Captain Ivo was one of the ones That was looking thinky wasn't he Yes Could try Captain him. North let's call him Yeah Captain North Could try him What do you think Worth a try, I think. Yeah, I think it probably the... is. Alright, what do we need to know? We need to know what's going on with the blue stuff. We need to know where they are, if mm -hmm. he has any knowledge. Um... Attempting rescue, any um, assistance appreciated. Basically, but is, is there anything else specific we want to ask other than where are you and what's going on with the, with the VOM? Do they know where they're being taken ultimately? Yeah, any yes. any goals they might have ever heard. Frankly, I doubt many of them speak a sheen. No, there but is it one could be a... with them, but who's that? I don't know. Could That's it possibly have been a um uh, a guide like um like Odanani was ours? Potentially, or it could be one of the Yamasaur, mm. who's also, you know, got a dose of whatever this blue stuff is. Oh. I don't know. That's true. If it's the something then that they weren't intending, that that changes how they're likely to uh, respond to it. It may mean that we have the advantage on, on them in terms of um, uh, reaction times. Mm. Yeah, whether it's an accident or not makes a big difference. If it's incapacitating here. the captors as uh, badly as it is the captives, it's going to seriously um, affect how easily they can move. Mm -hmm. While you're discussing this, Sylvia is, goes to reduce errands. Cool. Right, shall I send then? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You return to the dividing room because it's sendable. <laughs> oh, um, how do we let him know this is safe? Also, that you asked that before, Sylvia. Yeah. Um, um, Any particular phrase or anything? Yes. Uh, 
She thinks and counts on her fingers for a moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Code Orange Regent's Day. Start with that. It's an identifier code that he should be able to recognize. Okay. I'm sorry, You. it will limit the number of syllables you have, but... Yeah, why are your codes so long for sending? So annoying. <laughs> you can just say Orange Regent's Day. Mm, I will do that. Thank you very much. appreciate it. Okay. Uh, right. I'll have a go then. Okay. Orange Regent's Day. Attempting rescue. Information needed. Location. Captors' intentions. I knew I done. I've done ten. Um, scried. What is sickness? What else can I ask? Does it affect the captors as well? Are captors also sick? Is this known to the Institute? Sickness known to Institute? trying to think of a way to word this I have another question but or Syria foul play okay good these bundle spirits leaves and a few moments later that's a lot of questions you get no that's a good one yep, you get your response Aja Petters Day. So going through these one by one. Mine unknown taken east. A chain raiders captured. Presumed ransom. Captors took belongings. Pause for a thought. Um, Von Sick. Left here. Spread. Personally fine. He knows you've scrined, so when fill you in on the others. 
sickness unknown or Syria unknown. Well, that's your 25. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. I pass all of that on as ever. All right, so they were taken east. Let's um, get that map really over helpful. here again. Okay, looking east, that trims your options. If it was due, if it was straight dead east, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to northeast, that would be either the Red Hills or Shatterback Reach. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Um, if it was to the northeast, it could be Montfort's, Montfort's Hill. So, depends how accurate the dead east is, but it. Mm seems to confirm some of what you already know. Mm. Okay. okay. So, the sickness doesn't seem intentional. That's the other thing we learned. Right. If the captors are sick, then either they had a serious accident with what they were trying to do to the people they captured and, you know, infected themselves with it, or it's a completely unknown quantity. Yeah, in any case, it does su suggest that um, their, their hiding rather than just um, stopping. Because mm. oh. if, think about it, if you've got a sickness on a ship, you don't go into a port. No, you don't. There's a pause uh, while you think, and then a hurried knock on the door. Hello? Sylvia opens it. Oh, hello. Uh, hello. Uh, we've managed to uh, get someone from the uh, town who's a retired miner. Oh, wonderful. Um, you'll need to speak them outside at the gatehouse. Mm -hmm. You to speak with them. You find outside, uh, there is an elderly human man, wrinkled, uh, 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 wrinkled, uh, balding black man, old labourer's clothes, kind of coughs a lot uh, uh, as he speaks. Uh, and you go, <coughs> Heard uh, some folks looking to know a bit about uh, the mines in the area. Yes. Yeah. The name's uh, Joaquim, Joaquim Barnier, who used to work uh, <coughs> a few mines before I got the old manners long. Got pensioned Pleased off. to meet you. <coughs> Pleased to meet you, uh, uh, small sir. Fine hat you got. Fine oh, my name's Corson. It's <laughs> uh, good for you, yes, yes. <coughs> Hello. Uh, what is it you want to know? Um, I'd, I'd like to describe the mind to this man and just see if he knows it. <laughs> well, if it's nearby, um, it's two old mans that are uh, no longer in operation. Uh, <clears throat> there's uh, one at Montford Hill, but that was a, that was a tin mine ran about dry about three years ago after the deposits uh, <coughs> all dried up. And then, of course, there's the iron mine at the uh, Shatterbank Reach. Uh, they uh, I used to work in that <coughs> before they closed it up uh, about seven years ago now. Um, mm. On account of what the did you mind un there? unstable foundations. Ah. Not any problems with cave-ins. And iron would be red, yes. Uh, uh, that yeah. would, aren't you? <coughs> uh, 
Right. So actually, to... almost no iron in the Red Hills, despite the name. Oh. Well, not not good, you know, ore quality iron. Huh. A lot of. But it was it was an ones. unstable mine, you say. Hmm. Ah, uh, yeah. Long, <laughs> long as I worked there, it was always the uh, cave-ins, tremors. Long as we worked it, no history of quakes in the air around here, mind you. Just in that there mine. I always thought Worrying. there was something there. Like what? Ah, uh, uh, no. <laughs> Scrabbling away in the dark. They say it was just my mind playing tricks on me. <laughs> Not necessarily. Lots of weird stuff happens. You hear strange things down in the mines. I heard it was nudie women made of stone. Nudie women? Either way, those nudie women, they got jealous of us taking that iron. And then there was the big collapse. Killed 30 miners. All got spooked. No one would go down there, face the nudie stone women, or the deep layers where the good iron was. Well, there are newbie women. Let's get over to this mine. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You are the I'm worst. I'm so sorry. I am the worst. Ignore me. That was bullshit. If you had prisoners in that place and you didn't want them to escape, tying them to the beams that support the ceiling so they don't try too hard was oh, not shit. a bad idea. Was this yes. bad prisoners? Uh, don't, don't worry. It's a bullshit. Oh. Yeah. We're trying to find some friends of ours. Oh, you're investigating mm. those kidnappings, then? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure some folk got taken on road. <laughs> yeah, no nasty business. Hopefully we can fix it, though. Yeah, you, uh, you will show those raiders what for, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Did anyone get sick in the mines? Um, you're looking at it. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean in that way. I mean, um... Like, <laughs> it's like, all right. Um, Young folk look like you ain't uh, held a pick in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. You're one I'm of those uh, drow taps, right? Yes. I uh, never seen one of you. Didn't oh, well. Guess because of the hair. <laughs> mm. We don't all have hair like like this. Um, yeah. <laughs> be fun if we did, though. Kind of weird, but looks good, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, no, I'm meaning more like uh, like like throwing up blue stuff. Blue stuff? Hmm. Yeah. They never heard that. Mm, no, fair enough. Thought it was worth oh, asking. Maybe, maybe, maybe they got got in the habit of drinking ink. Mm. That that is a common habit that people mm. have. You uh, the accountants at the mining firms—they get so nervous they'd suck on their pen. <laughs> Blue tongues. Very true. It's a terrible habit. You shouldn't do it. Yep. <laughs> Anyone think of anything else? Sylvia, um, how deep does it go? Oh, oh yeah, I wanted to give him some money, but I have yeah. done. <laughs> I'll give him a gold. Oh. He's cool. Out of kind tippers. Sorry, young, uh, young hat, halfling. Uh, what did you say your name was? Uh, Corson? Corson. Corson, <laughs> yeah. So, Hoyson, what is it you wanted to know? <laughs> What's your name? That's what I want to uh, know. My name's Joaquin. Joaquin Barney. Oh, you said, I'm sorry. Bless you, that's nice to meet you. Sorry, Carry on. Sorry. How deep does the mine go? Oh, well, the old uh, deep tunnels—they <laughs> got caved in. So uh, when we left, it was just the just the shallow ones. It's a, quite a nice little little place to go in. Uh, there's a little natural grove. There's uh, there's a big old valley in the middle of 
shadow back reach uh, all enclosed off from the outside there's trees and stuff grows there there's a little pond uh, and stuff we have to we used to have a there's an old <coughs> old little passage that we used to have to go in through uh, to get between the rocks uh, like it was right open to the air but if you didn't know the way in <coughs> it's really say, hard to reach you, on foot could you describe oh, what yeah. this looked like oh i don't need to uh, you want to look... When you got a pen or something? Yep, yep, we got a notebook, song notebook. Scratches <laughs> um, what looks like an... What looks like an asterisk, but with one end has an arrow point. You look for that. We uh, put miners' marks in the rocks nearby, and you follow those arrows. Mm. We'll take you right up to the... Uh, <coughs> right up to the passage. That's very clever, thank you. Brilliant. This could be invaluable. I warn you, don't go uh, manning, though. We, those stone women, nudie stone women will get you. <laughs> we'll watch out for the, the nudie stone yeah. women. We, uh, I ain't never saw them, but I'm sure that's what it was. It seems a logical conclusion. We're going there it for people, not war. It turns out to be anything war. else. I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> be so sad if there aren't nudie stone women. <laughs> <laughs> no nudie stone women. Anyone else? Is anyone else imagining weeping angels? If you haven't seen anything, to assume it is. (laughs) (laughs) Like like, I haven't seen anything, so it must be nudie stone women. There's nothing else this could be. (laughs) Nudie stone women, greedy for that hand. (laughs) Seriously, though, is no one else imagining weeping angels? Good luck to you. Thank Don't you. Thank you, you very take, much for your help. Thank you very much. You take care of little hoisin there. I will take care of little okay. hoisin. Now, before you go, would you like a wiener? You seem like the sort of person that should oh. have one. It's an interesting <laughs> sausage. Take it. <laughs> Spicy. Mm. It's, uh, it's a slice of sizzle. Weird. Got <laughs> a strange texture. Mm. Curiously mm. Moorish. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure you'll get some wieners here at some point. Mm. Exporting them these days, probably, maybe. I've actually no idea. Well, I've got to get back to clearing those fields and that rubble, so um, you have good luck and don't get eaten by those nudie stone women. <laughs> we'll endeavour not to. Have a lovely day. Well, he was excellent. Um, yep. <laughs> and now we know that it's nudie stone women that we're watching out for, so I'm glad that I've been warned. Personally. But I think we also know where we're going more. <laughs> sort of, maybe not more importantly, maybe equally importantly. Mm. Indeed, it <laughs> it should take. It's about. It looks to be forty miles away. Mm. It'll take us four hours by Phantom Steed. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to head out immediately? Little Hoisin, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ready <laughs> as I'll ever be. All right. <laughs> Uh, Lady Grace nods to uh, the, to Sylvia. Thank you. Not a problem. Uh, good luck. Please bring them back. Uh, uh, Captain um, Captain North is a friend of mine. Let's, we'll let's do our on. very best. We'll uh, we will keep the uh, keep the lights on, as it were. Thank you. You 
conjure up horses or deploy or or possibly walk a little way away then conjure up horses and deploy your giant your your spectral dog Mm. saddle up and begin to ride hard for shatterback reach and we'll pick up on that journey next time Mm. thank you all very much for playing thank you all very much for listening and farewell from all of us here at flintlocks and fireballs fair seas and natural twenties There's fine folk in that institute. That chocolate fountain, she's a beaut. But there's danger that awaits you when in the mine of nudest stone we're men. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.